right, we here, man. People's Champ Radio, goddammit. Roy Mack and Cash in the building. Cash, what's going on, man? It's the big homie Cash, man. I'm here, baby. Um, We live, we at it. We direct, you dig? Uh, Hey, man, enjoyed a uh, very festive Paddy's Day yesterday. Um, A lot of drunk co-eds were out. Uh, The sun was shining. It was a great look. He said it was a great look. Uh, a yeah, great man. look. For y'all out there who was getting it in for St. Patty's Day, do what y'all do. You dig what I'm saying? Uh, Wakanda forever. Um, listen, man. Listen, man. Let me say this, man, because usually I'm laid back, chill, Roy, right? I didn't even give you the full intro on today's show, but y'all know what it is, man. Y'all go to the YouTube channel. Y'all know how to do that. Y'all know we on iTunes. Because today, you're not going to get chill, laid-back Roy Mack. I apologize in advance. You dig what I'm saying? Uh-oh. Yeah, man. Um, You know, you probably going to get a little... You, motherfuckers usually call this Angry Roy. <laughs> you feel me? Henri Roy. But, um, so, let, let's start with the St. Paddy's Day shit, right? So, you get a lot let's of people... about it. So, you get a lot of people, right, who celebrate St. Paddy's Day... Um, who like to just, you know, fuck it. They don't know what the hell this shit's about as a holiday. They could give a shit less. They know it's a lot of beer. They know it's a lot of, uh, you know, whatever you into, you know, a lot of that is out, whether it's male or female. I don't know what y'all into. Um, but everybody's out, right? Everybody's out. Everybody's loosey-goosey, and it's going down, right? I don't right, have a problem right. with those folks, right? I don't have a problem. Do what you do, right? Do what, do what the fuck you do. What I do have a problem with, however, are the people who... Um, uh, uh, who do celebrate and and look at you weird if you're someone who says, yeah, I don't really, you know, do the St. Paddy's Day thing. And don't worry <laughs> about it because I'm, I'm gonna get on those folks too, the folks who don't do the St. Paddy's oh, Day thing. I'm gonna get on their ass too. You want them all? Yeah, I'm. I, listen, I listen. I don't have I don't have a fucking I don't have a soldier in this fight. I'm right down the middle. I'm gonna bust both sides ass, right? Right, right. So so here's Talk the deal. Talk to him, Roy Mac. Open up, open up. So here's the deal, right? You get you get the dude who you know hit you up on some like yo you want to get the St. Paddy's Day I'm not saying this is me I'm just speaking in general and you hit him up you hit him back like nah y'all don't really get into the St. Paddy's Day thing it can be anything right it can be Halloween it can be whatever yeah I don't really get into it and they look at you like you're the weirdo now because you don't want to partake right because you don't want to partake right doesn't make you a fucking weirdo it makes you somebody who doesn't want to partake in the particular events that's going on at that time now with that being said a lot of the people who don't want to partake they want to give reasons and rationale that they don't want to partake, and it's usually something that is way too deep and complicated for the lecture at hand. You understand what I mean? <laughs> so they go from, I don't want to, yeah, no, nah, I'm cool, I don't really get into it. And then they want, what they want to start doing is giving you like all of the background and all of the information on right. the holiday and how it's really this and how if you do that, then what you're really doing is you're, you're summoning the spirit of this and of that. And at that point, everybody needs to calm the fuck down, right? Um, this is not St. Paddy's Day is not a national uh, 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 recognized like 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 holiday to where, like motherfuckers is off work. But let me say this: and rest in power to the homie Dick Gregory to the to the to 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 Baba Dick Gregory because he said something very profound during his life. Dick Gregory wasn't somebody who celebrated a whole lot of holidays, right? He didn't really get into all that shit. But here's what he did say, right? It doesn't necessarily apply directly in St. Paddy's Day, but here's what Dick said. If you're off work 
And if your bank is closed, whether you want to or not, you celebrating that holiday. I don't give a fuck what those you want. <laughs> you feel those me? Are, those are the cold hard facts. <laughs> yeah, I don't give a fuck what you want. You're wanted. involved whether <laughs> you want to be actively involved or inactively yeah, involved. Yeah, no one gets involved. Bro, you're involved at that point, nigga. Because your job said you can't even come here. Fuck out of here. No. <laughs> and right. Your, and your bank said you can't even make any transactions, nigga. You're you involved. Know it. We know it. You're involved. Right? You're involved, and if you're a and if you're a person who goes out, hangs out on the weekends, and last night, Saturday night, St. Patty's Day, and you were going out, you're involved, motherfucker. Right. <laughs> don't try to act like, yeah, man, I don't really do that shit. Fuck it, I ain't gonna wear no green. Hey, listen, do what you do, but understand you're involved in those festivities at that point, bro. Right. So. That's my two cents on St. Patty's Day. But, hey, if you had a good time, man, do your thing. You dig what I'm saying? I just had to get that out there because that shit, I don't think you understand how much it annoys me. Both sides of the aisle on that shit annoy the hell out of me. Hey, listen, man, it's always somebody, it's always a cool guy. And you don't, if you don't celebrate it, you don't want to be a part of it, man, just be like, nah, man, I ain't even going to go out. But don't be hitting me with a bunch of, yeah, man, I don't even celebrate it. All right. You know, and that's when I just don't reply and ask somebody else what they got popping. Yeah, because now you're t where you're taking it to, no one's really trying to get that yeah, deep. Yeah, you know you're what trying I'm to explain to me why you not. You wanted me to be like, oh, man, for real, you why not? You know what I'm saying? And you, you won't get that out of me. Right. You dig? Yeah, man, I just had to go there real quick. We're going to get to some sports, but before we go to sports, Cash, because there's a lot talk of shit, I got to talk to my hip-hop people real quick. Man, can I talk some hip-hop? Hey, talk that ish. Let me talk some hip-hop real quick, man. There's something going on in hip-hop right now, Cash. I'm not sure if you're aware. You might be. But it's this new feeling of um, establishment, anti-signing with the label, and it's very pro, quote-unquote, independent hustle. Mm. Right? Very pro-independent hustle. Well, in... In, when you're doing independent hustle, essentially what you're doing is betting on yourself, right? Would you agree with that assessment, Cash? That when you're independent, you're 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 taking a bet on yourself, right? And your talents. Absolutely, yeah, directly or indirectly, you are absolutely betting on oneself. And I don't have an issue with you betting on yourself, right? I really, right. I, I truly don't. A lot of people really like push you to bet on yourself. I, I, I can go either way. I don't have an issue with it one way or the other, right? But understand right. and recognize if and when you do bet on yourself, I'm a huge better. Not as much as I used to be, but I used to be into gambling heavy. Sometimes you win <laughs> and sometimes oh, you lose. You feel boy. what I'm saying? Hey, I don't even hey, I don't even know if I can confirm the win part, but you take you get you take some yeah. ass whooping. So you can lose when betting on yourself, right? And for whatever reason, no one ever really wants to talk about that when they talk about it, right? And so here's what I'm going to present, because I was talking to some young cats here locally who do music, and they're talking about how they bet on, how, how right now they're betting on themselves, and how right now they wouldn't take any deals with any majors if somebody came to them. And I asked why, right? I'm like, well, why not? Well, because, man, what they want to do is da-da-da-da. And I understand, right, because there are a lot of cautionary tales, not only in hip-hop, but in music, right, over the years of stuff that's happened. You dig what I'm saying? So... I want to say one thing to those people first who got screwed over in a lot of deals. And then I want to talk about the independent game just real quick. Real, I'm going to make this real concise. So the right. people who got screwed over, here's the thing I will say to them, because I'm talking to the hip hop fellas right now. 
So most of these dudes claim that they are like drug dealers and like real tough dudes, but yet they got screwed over out of money. So, you know. Oh, always weird. Yeah. Always been weird. <laughs> so 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 y'all can go ponder that shit, right? Y'all motherfuckers Y'all motherfuckers always told me that y'all made all these dope transactions, but somehow a motherfucker in a in an office beat you out of millions of dollars. Hilarious, yeah. right? Hilarious. Um now the second part, let me talk the independent shit, right? I believe this, Cash. I don't believe anybody's independent anymore. I think the last, I think the independent shit died a in what I would ago. say in probably like the 90s with like the Masterpiece, um, uh, the E40s. Um, uh, I, mean, I know Tech 9 is still out there doing his thing, but he was, he's, in a, you know, and been out there for a while. But I think yeah. that's, I think it really. He's from that old school. Right. So he, you know, I think yeah. the independent game died when the last dude was in the parking lot of the club with his trunk open selling CDs. When that last dude mm. wasn't able to go out there with those pressed up CDs and push his music anymore, in my opinion, the independent game died. I know what people right. are gonna say, well, what about the internet? Let's talk about it, glad you brought that up. How the fuck are you independent and you doing shit yourself when you're one billion percent reliant upon these damn services? Right. Whether right, it be right. YouTube, whether it be uh, whatever the fuck you're, you're posting your music on. Right. Especially if you're posting it there for some type of sale. You're definitely not independent. You're in a fucking partnership at that point with, with, with whatever site you're using. You feel what I'm saying? Now, now, if your argument is that you feel like you can make more money on that site. Well, then, you know, I majored in uh, well, I, I majored in business. I minored in finance. So I'd love to see, you know, what I'm saying the accounting, you feel what I'm saying? And see right. what and see what them see what the numbers do. But I just want everybody to start being a little bit more cautious. My young cats out here. Listen, betting on yourself is a good thing. Not saying not to bet on yourself. I'm just saying weigh all the options out right now. It just seems like it's so cool and trendy to say that you're going to bet on yourself. And you're mm -hmm. not going to take a deal that motherfuckers ain't even looking at the deal. Listen, I, maybe me and Cash here on People's Channel, maybe we the only motherfuckers who have ever said this out loud in the last decade. Some of y'all motherfuckers need to sign a 360 deal. Let me just, no, nobody, don't say shit. Just let that sink in for like two seconds. All right, we good. Some of y'all motherfuckers need to sign a 360 deal. Yeah, man. You feel what I'm saying? Not everybody has the talent to sign, you know, to be independent or the work ethic. So it's very few have prospered in this whole independent game. You know, they see the Jays and the rock, what Rock Nation is, but they didn't remember what Rockefeller used to be. You know what I'm saying? Um, Rockefeller, especially in, in, in Texas, has never been like a, a sought after brand. I mean, it was, it was respected, but I didn't see a bunch of cats rocking Rockefeller. So it's a, it was a long road. Like, you know, Jay Z still catching uh, shit about this title thing. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, from from his own people. <laughs> and and a lot of those dudes, like the Rockefellers, from his own people, the Rockefellers, and a lot of these other, what they would do is they would do joint venture deals with majors, right? They would get their weight up because everybody knows uh, 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 the Rock was was a Def Jam type of, you know, whatever the relationship is. Dame Dash right. is gonna say something totally different. Shout out to Dame. Um, but, you know, they had an affiliation with Def Jam, right? And that's how they kind of, quote, oh, yeah. unquote, got their weight up. Right? Absolutely. Go back and listen to it. It's an old Cameron interview where he, and it's not, actually it's a 50 Cent interview where he, and then Cam calls in. Because Cam and Dipset were always talking about how they were independent, right? 
But then what Cam, Cam starts talking about is how he has three different fucking distributions and he got these deals, da 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 da, da right? So at that point, again, how the fuck are you independent is what I would ask him. You feel what I'm saying? Right. If you're having, and listen, I understand, trust me, I'm not a fucking idiot in this game. I understand how it goes, why, 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 they, why they are saying that they are independent. What I'm saying is, in my time, when I was growing up, the dudes that were independent were motherfuckers that was uh, uh, recording it mixing it pressing it and selling that shit all themselves you feel what right. i'm saying to me right. where i'm from that's an independent artist you dig what i'm saying mm-hmm. so that's all i got to say about that man these motherfuckers are killing me with this independent shit because i while i respect it i see like you said right they they give you the good shit that happened right the one or two artists who came up independent and made it Nigga, do y'all know how many motherfuckers out there it is that's talking about they quote unquote independent? <laughs> you feel me for the last decade, and right. you ain't never heard a track. So you know, and you, and you never will. I mean, you know that. Don't get caught up in these cool sayings, man. Go get your money. Yeah, man. Shout out to that, man. Get but your I, money. Let's move on, man. That's for the hip hop fellas, dog. Y'all, y'all, y'all can do with that what y'all will, man. Make sure y'all, if y'all got want to leave a comment, leave a comment, and we can chop it up again about that. But that shit really irritates me, man. But let's go, let's let us go, Cash. NCAA tournament is underway. We teased it last week that we were gonna get into the NCAA tournament. I just wanted y'all to feel the the quote unquote madness first, yeah. Before <laughs> before I spoke on it, and then also a lot of movement in the NFL. Um, and so we'll get to that. But let's go to this NCAA tournament, Cash. Your thoughts so far on the tournament this year? Uh, I, to be honest with you, this is uh, one of the most wide open tournaments uh, I can remember just because, you know, they're the, the, the dominant, you know, the top draft picks are obviously, you know, the Andre Edens of the world. You know, he's a non-factor. Um and then you got teams like, you know, UMBC winning, right? And so, you know, listen, it's another year with the tournament. Um, I think that this tournament, because everyone's, you know, basically able to play everyone, this tournament is always the best one in, in regards to just pure competition. You dig? Well, let me say this, because um, I'm going to disagree yeah. with that. Mm-hmm. I think the NCAA tournament is – everybody hold on, right? Everybody hold on. <laughs> I think the NCAA tournament in some ways, in some ways, is worse than the BCS in college football. And I'll tell you why. Okay. I'll tell you why. Yeah, but I I think it's the, you know, the most competitive tournament that that we have. Well, let me ask you this. Let me ask you. Before I tell you why I feel the way I feel about it, let me let you expound upon why you feel like it's the most competitive, you know what I mean, tournament that, that we have in terms of like being able to crown the champion. I'll let you go first, and then I'll expound upon my theory. Because it allows the most teams in. Got you. So from that aspect, from, from that aspect I totally 100% agree with you, right? It, it allows more people the opportunity to win, and that's always the biggest knock on the BCS is that, well, we don't know who could have won because y'all didn't let them in the party. You feel what I'm saying? So I'm with you. Well, here comes my issue with it, right? Mm-hmm. When you setting this whole tournament up, nobody, I don't give a fuck what you say, nobody has ever seen Lo- Loyola Chicago play in their lives. Nobody has seen UMBC play in their lives. You feel what I'm saying? Nobody has seen uh, Buffalo play. No one. So why I'm saying that is because how the fuck, right, 
And when I'm saying nobody, I'm talking on a national stage. We haven't seen these teams play. So, number one, the larger schools are already at a disadvantage, in my opinion. The North Carolinas, the Villanovas, the Kentuckys, to me, those teams are at a disadvantage because those teams are on national TV, the Dukes of the world. They're on national TV fucking almost every week. You feel what I'm saying? Right. So whether or not you watching them to scout or not, you, you, you're familiar with their talent before the game even starts. You dig what I'm saying? You know who their three-point shooters are. You know what these kids can do. Right. Yeah, you get a scouting report on these guys, but a scouting report is one thing, right? Seeing motherfuckers play and, 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 and in the tournament, people understand how this tournament works. You play that one, that, that first day, you have a day off, then you play again. So that team that you play the second day, yeah, you might have a chance to prepare that for that first team, but that second team, you basically got, you know, maybe y'all watch the game that night. I don't know what you got. You feel you don't, but you don't have a lot of preparation. And the larger school is at a bigger disadvantage. If you play Duke, you know who's good on Duke. You know what Bagley can do. You feel what I'm saying? You know what Grayson right. Allen can do. You know where the shooters are. If you play UMBC, fuck, I don't know. Coach said this dude can shoot, but fuck, I don't, you know. It, so my first knock is I always feel like the larger schools are at a disadvantage. Uh, not a disadvantage, but the larger schools, uh, the smaller schools have a bit of an advantage because they are a bit of a mystery to everybody, right? Right, right. They're yeah. a bit of a mystery. That's number one. Number two with the NCAA tournament is how the fuck can you um, seed a team that, as, as an NCAA body, you really don't even respect like that, right? Because these teams, uh, most of these teams had to win their conference tournament just to even get into the, to the national tournament, right? And, that's, and it's not like these teams were like, you know, 13 and 20, right, with losing records. Most of these teams are like 25, 26 win teams. So they were good teams all year. But right. the NCAA never respected them. They never were ranked in anywhere, right? So they were never respected, maybe because of their schedule. I don't know. And we all know scheduling, nigga, in order for you to schedule somebody, a motherfucker got to be willing to play you, right? So it's not as simple as just schedule a bunch of motherfuckers. So that's my other gripe, right? It's a lot of the seeding is maybe it's misseeded, right? I don't right. know. You know what I mean? How, how the fuck do you know how to where to seed UMBC? I guess there were 16. I don't fucking know. You feel what I'm saying? Right. Nobody truly knows. Now, but again, to your point, everybody is thrown in there. Yes, I agree with that. But the problem is, is that when you misseed a team, that can fuck up a tournament because it, it, it automatically can make a, a, a side of the bracket or a portion of the bracket way more difficult than it actually needs to be. And I know people are going to say, Roy, why are you going this deep? Because for me, if we're going to say fair is fair and, 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 you know, what is this? That's no reason I'm bringing it up. Right. From 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 a strictly a fair standpoint. Right. Um. My last thing I'll say, and, then I, and I'll jump off my high horse on this shit. The last thing I'll say is this. These refs, to me, in, in March, they get caught up in the madness as well um, because they are human. I think a lot of these referees, when you watch these games, these refs, they actually let these smaller schools really play a little bit more physical defense than they, than, than they typically allow. Right. Absolutely. Um, and I think it's because it's the natural feeling of the underdog story. Right. Yep. So, yeah, if you watch that uh, Rhode Island and Duke game, Rhode Island was severely undersized. Right. Severely undersized. So maybe the ref does let them push and shove a little bit more because he's like, well, you know, fuck y'all got them. Y'all y'all have their whole team by six inches. Right. 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 Well, that's not the way the fucking rules go. <laughs> you dig what I'm saying? Right. It's not the way this shit's supposed to go that you allow somebody to 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 get their shit off. 
because you you're getting caught up in 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 the quote unquote madness. You feel what I'm saying? So I think the referees get get a little too caught up in that, and I and I often see these um, these smaller schools allowed to play a little bit more physical um, than than the larger schools are able to play. But you know that's me. So I digress my point. I'll jump off my my soapbox now, man. Yeah, that's real talk. Um, they are allowed to play a, a lot more aggressive, a little more rugged because they do lack the athleticism, right? Um, Let's just talk. Hold, hold on, I'm, I don't mean to cut you off, Cash, because I, but yeah. I want you to speak about this. We talked about it before in football, and because that's one of the reasons why they say a lot of these schools don't play these smaller schools is because of the the, the physical stature and size. Here's what mm-hmm. I'll say, right? Because every team has some guys that are six five, six six, six eight, six nine, tall guys. Look at the the bodies on these kids from the the Dukes, Carolinas of the world, and then the UMBCs of the world. Here's why that's important. Here's why that's important. It shows you the 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 I don't know what the word I'm looking for, but it it shows you the um, how one school has a lot of money, a lot of ability to have you know not only weight rooms, not only weight staff, not only strength and conditioning coaches, but a nutrition program, um, a meal program, meal prep prep program, and all that stuff. So you can see how because all those kids are the same age. BYU yep. ain't, in the, ain't, ain't in the tournament. All those kids are the same age. You feel what I'm right. saying? But yet you see a kid from Duke and look at how their bodies look mature and muscular. And then look at one of these other schools, these smaller schools that have advanced. And look how those kids are built. You feel what I'm saying? Right. That's very important. And, I, and to me, sometimes that gets lost on the public of how those larger schools the benefits of going to those schools in terms of really being able to work with some of the best of the best people in terms of sculpting your body and really getting the maximum out of your body that these smaller schools really don't get. You re, you just get a player that can play or not play. You feel what I'm saying? You don't really – I don't know if UMBC got really good strength and conditioning and, and, and meal prep people. I don't know. Maybe they do. You know what I'm right. saying? Maybe they do. I don't know. I would I would – if I had to bet, I would say probably not. Yeah, I mean, not not up to the part of, of Duke or anybody like that, of course. So, I mean, there's there's so many advantages uh, of going to these major schools. Um, <clears throat> and it, it's kind of reminded me of the Olympics. You know, it's like nutrition uh, and attrition, major contributors to the level of competition. I always tell people when you go to the Olympics. Nigga, break this. Say that one more time, nigga. That was like some Jesse Jackson shit, nigga. What, what, what was it? Yeah. Nutrition. Yeah, nutrition and attrition. My nigga. You know, those are major, uh, you know, contributing factors, you know, when you start talking about the size of a program, right, a Duke uh, versus, you know, a, a lower seated, a lower A school or whatever, the size of the school, the, the money, right, the boosters, et cetera. So take a school like uh, SMU. You know, SMU has the financial resources to do whatever, Although they're not a larger, you know, uh, D1 school or anything like that, they got that paper. You get me? Boy, a, lot so, of rich, a lot of rich alumni. Absolutely. So what they're going to do is, you know, they're going to be able to provide five-star program type of treatment versus a school like U of H. I would say probably, you know, five to seven years ago, I bet U of H football team didn't have the same resources as UT. 
You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, because of what's invested in because of previous success or most recent success, should I say. So, yeah, that's a major advantage. Um, like you said, you start looking at the physicality, the physical difference. Then you start looking at nutrition. And then the attrition comes from, you know, players probably not looking to stay at those schools for a significant amount of time versus a Duke or something like that. So, yeah, I, I still think because of the amount of teams in the tournament, maybe the illusion is just probably, you know, uh, more competition. Right. When, when if you looked at it, probably the 80% of the teams that, uh, you know, typically win that tournament are probably always in it. You know what I'm saying? They really broke down the stats. It, but, well, that that was exactly, bro. Yeah, they, they don't want to show them numbers. Yeah, though those teams are all. Cause think about it, right? Um, it's like five or six ACC teams that made it in, right? But right. from, from like you, it's only one team from UMBC's conference. Nobody else made it. You feel what I'm saying? Right. right. So so we're saying that oh, the rest of those teams aren't that good. Well, how? Because UMBC didn't go undefeated. Right. You feel what I'm saying? So, but, you know, we we don't know who to – listen, I would ask anybody right now who's on that UMBC bandwagon, tell me anybody from their conference that they played. <laughs> tell me anybody, bro. Tell me who was the nah. conference – tell me who was the first team all-conference in that. Tell me what conference they play in. You feel what I'm saying? Right. So, right. And that's not me shitting on UMBC because I think that kid they have, uh, Lyles, is a fucking player. You dig what I'm saying? That motherfucker can flat-out ball. Right. Um, but, you know – Hell, me and you talk about this a lot with the with with the news, just the regular news cycle. That all we typically know as citizens is what the fuck we either see on the news or read on news. That's really it. All these people who try to get a little too deep about like, no, no, you don't know. Nah, you don't got access to no more information than I got access to. You feel what I'm saying? And nobody has seen UMBC play. So don't act like, you know, unless you went to that school, obviously, or have some kind of ties. Um, you wouldn't have you. You got access to the same uh, uh, Duke games and Kentucky games that they play that I got access to. So there you go, man. Exactly. So yeah, but it's a cool. So, it's been a good tournament though. Sixteen beat a one. You dig what I'm saying? Um, you know, people were like super surprised and shocked. Here's here's another reason why I don't like the. Well, I almost say I don't like the tournament, but here's another problem I have with the tournament is in basketball, right? And you know this, Cash. In basketball, it's the one sport, unlike baseball, unlike football, it's the one sport in which you can literally have one guy can win the game for you. Literally one guy. Go ask the Cleveland Cavaliers. You can have one guy that can take a game over, get hot, and, you know, maybe two guys that can take the game over, get hot, and will your team to a victory, right? In one game, in one game. So, for example, right, um, the Bulls didn't sweep everybody in those series when they were winning championships with Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen, right? So they would lose a game here and there. You feel what I'm saying? I watched right. the first-round series when they played, I want to say it was the Miami Heat. Well, that was a tough-ass series in the first round. You feel what I'm saying? And, yeah, the Heat went off, like, for one game and some dudes got hot. But you got to be able to beat that team. Well, back then you had to be, beat them three out of five. You feel what I'm saying? And so, like a a UMBC or Loyola, the the thing that they're going to run into is that they're going to have to beat a juggernaut essentially every single game. Now you feel what I'm saying? They're going to have to beat Goliath every single game. You dig what I mean? So, listen, it's an uphill battle. I think um, in the tournament you can get somebody who goes on a special run. 
the problem becomes when you get deeper into that tournament. The reason that a lot of one double A teams don't play uh, Division one schools, uh, multiple teams throughout the course of a year is is because of the punishment it would take on your body when you're a right. smaller guy. You feel what I'm saying? Yep. That's Absolutely. why. That's why you see a, a an app state. They may play one big D one team a year. You feel what I'm saying? Right. Because right. they don't have enough bodies to take that physical pounding over the course of a full season. Right. Exactly. So yep. that becomes a major factor, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, I mean. Listen, Roy Mack, you did a lot of chatting about basketball, but you still haven't given me, you know, who you like, who you don't like. Uh, you know, what's Good going question. on, man? So, Give us some real predictions. Give yeah, us some real predictions. So in this tournament, before the tournament started, I thought Villanova and Michigan State were pretty good picks. Um, I still feel like that. Villanova obviously smacked up somebody uh, the other day, Michigan State as well. I think those are good picks. Um, I like Kentucky the way that, that they've been that, that they played. I like Kentucky. Um, I think Kentucky's gonna be a real tough out if I'm being upfront with you. Uh, if they continue to play like that, that's gonna be a real tough out. Um, mm-hmm. So I would say I like those three schools. I would say, but between Villanova, Michigan State, and I really like Kentucky. It's gonna depend on who they who they keep playing um, and who they see moving forward. But I think Villanova is tough. I think Michigan State is tough. You know who? But to your earlier point, this is a, a super wide open tournament, a super wide open tournament. And you know who I think. Even though they're a powerhouse program, but people aren't really talking about them like that. Duke is gonna be tough. Duke is gonna be tough to beat in this tournament, bro. Yeah. They to me, in my opinion, they have the number one pick in the draft, right? In Bagley. Hey, that's where you're wrong, but go ahead. Who you think is the number one pick? Who you like? Eat Arizona, bro. Eaton. I don't like everybody's you know, you know what's weird is I've Mm -hmm. I've had maybe I don't want to say arguments, but I've had like several debates over the last few days. Mm-hmm. Over the kid from Arizona and Bagley, I keep telling mm-hmm. people I would take Bagley in today's NBA. I would have taken the kid from Arizona in in the NBA a generation ago. First with the first pick is what I'm saying. Yeah, hey, that's because you don't watch enough Arizona basketball. This dude shoots threes, bro. No, 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 no. I watch all late night basketball. I, I, I'm up late at night, yeah, so that's right. what I. Yeah, I always tell you right, that. Right, I always right. say that I'm up late at night, so I watch. I, I watch more UCLA and Gonzaga and Arizona than anybody. So right, he, right. He, he's a hell of a player, but Bagley also shoots the three. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? Oh, I know. Um, well, ba- Bagley. Uh, uh, listen, I'm still. Uh, you know, for me, when I look at this Eaton guy, it reminds me of what Greg Oden looked like to me at Ohio State. You know what I'm saying? And if this brother can stay healthy like Greg Oden couldn't do, boy, <laughs> man, oh man, no, and listen, I feel like he, he is special. He looks real good, and I and, he really and trust does. me, and trust me, when when I'm saying I, I wouldn't take him number one, <laughs> I would take him number two. So you know, what I'm saying I'm not right, shitting right. on him. You it's because you're saying you take Bagley. Yeah, I'm just yeah, saying I, I would take it. I would take Bagley number one. But listen, he, I would take his ass number two. The motherfucker can flat out ball. Um, right. I just think. From what I see from Bagley, uh, I think in this NBA where and listen, I could be totally wrong because what what could happen is that the kid from and listen, I, I, I'm not gonna say I'm totally wrong. I'm saying I take the motherfucker second, so get off my ass. Anybody want to talk that shit out there? But listen, what I'm saying is I think when I'm looking at Bagley, I'm looking at a dude who can run up and down the floor like a damn deer, who can shoot it, who can for a big dude can put it on the floor, and y'all know he can finish. You feel what I'm saying? Right. So I see that, and I, I just think that that skill set. 
uh, in this NBA when it's fucking teams are apparently now in the NBA everybody scores 110 points now. I looked at, I looked up this season and everybody's getting 110. Right. Um, so no, I, nobody playing D. Yeah, yeah. So motherfuckers just running and getting up and down. So but I, I trust me, I don't think you can go wrong with either one. But but to what I was saying, I think Duke with that squad, because they have Bagley, they have the other big kid, and then they got a bunch of fucking three point shooters. Right. And that's a tough out when you got two good bigs and just a bunch of three point shooters. Um, with good size on uh at every position. You dig what I'm saying? So I think Duke is gonna be a tough out. Um, but if, but I I like that uh, Villanova, uh, Michigan State, and, and I think Kentucky is going to be dangerous. Kentucky looked super good last night, so uh, we'll see, man. But I, 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 but before the tournament started, I thought Villanova and Michigan State were were good picks to meet, um, right, uh, and to win it all. So that's that. That's why I would go right now, man. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, you know I, you know me, I I don't got a horse in the race, man. Hey, man, I hope all these kids get paid. You did. Yeah. Hope everybody get paid. I'm I'm on a run, man. I haven't filled out a bracket. I think this is my fifth or sixth year not filling out a bracket, and I feel good about it every year. I don't. You boycotting the NCAA's? That's what you're saying. You're boycotting? Um, not on the level of a boycott. Um, here's what I hate. I hate guy who goes to the bar during the NCAA tournament with like their bracket with them at the bar. You know what I'm saying? Then like they ask the bartender for a pen so like they can like pencil shit in, and they're like. They get way too excited about like a, a a sixteen seed versus you know something stupid. You feel them like calm the fuck down. And I hate the guy at the bar who's yelling at the TV about a kid who made a hey that's a stupid fucking play. Like hey calm down, bro. Because I've wow. told you this before. College sports fan to me is akin to NASCAR and hockey fan. Whoa and, whoa whoa whoa! Expound. <laughs> hey, I don't know what that means. <laughs> Hey, I don't know what that means. Expound <laughs> on this. Teach us. You did? What I'm saying is, it, what, what I'm saying is this. If you're a fan strictly of college basketball, because you got a lot of these people who will tell you they don't like the NBA. They only at like all. college basketball. Right. Those are the people I'm talking about. I'm not talking about the people who like all basketball. I'm talking about the guys who say they only like college. I I found in I found in my journeys across this great land of ours that those people also tend to be hockey fans and NASCAR fans. Hey man, maybe they just like different stuff. I found <laughs> that those people. Hey man, maybe they just like different stuff. You know. Hey man, listen, I'm not gonna sit here and let you violate these patriot rights out here, man. You know? <laughs> These guys want to be Patriots and, 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 you know, and support NASCAR, hockey, and NCAA basketball specifically, then, hey, as an American citizen, it's their right. Hey, make no mistake. It is your right to it's like those right. sports. And it's, it's also right. it's my right to sit back and say, okay, I see you, and then make sure I protect myself from you. That's also my right. And another um, great point. Another one. <laughs> Um, let me ask you this, man. What you think about? Did you get to watch your man Sexton when they uh, they played Villanova? They got blown out. That wasn't his fault. They they didn't have a chance to be. Yeah, Villanova. of course they didn't have the guns. Yep, um, yep. But uh, what do you think about his about his his performance over the court? I know you're a big Sexton fan. Just over the, I you know, I think he averaged about twenty points a game. I wouldn't say I'm a big Sexton fan. I uh, I respect what I like about Colin Sexton is I love uh, his energy, man. Like when he's playing. He, his confidence is shared with the team. Like, they look to him 
to be that confidence, to be that guy who's like, I'm not scared of nobody. I'm here. You get me? And and as a point guard, especially as a guy who's not like particularly tall, right? Uh, in the pantheon of basketball, I think he's like six two and a half, right? Something like that. Um, in the pantheon of basketball, he's not like a quote unquote tall guy. So to have a guy like that as a leader in the point guard, a true freshman, right? Putting Bama on the map. Shout out to Avery Johnson as well. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I'll say this: I don't enjoy watching Kylan Sexton play because of his toolkit. You get me? Um, but like, I think Trey Young would be more appeasing to watch play if he's having a good game. If that makes sense to you? But, no, that makes perfect sense. I'm with you. But I wouldn't take Trey Young over Kylan Sexton on my team. You know what's you funny? Me? No, no, no. I, I totally get you. You know what's funny? And 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 follow me on this, right? Y'all like getting some exclusives because on People's Chant, we typically we don't we don't talk college basketball. <laughs> you know yeah, what I'm saying? man. Um, you don't get you gonna get this once a year yeah, around that's March. It. That's around it, March, man. coincidentally, you know what I'm saying? Um, here's what I would say, and follow me and feel me what I'm saying. I would take Trey Young over Sexton for my college team. For my NBA team, I believe I would take Sexton over Trey Young. Yep, that's exactly it. You dig? Yep, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. Like, if I had to choose, I would take, like you said, Trey in college because of his shooting ability. But I think in the long run, Colin Sexton, again, I, I compared him to Patrick Beverly. Now, you know, the and I think that's a, probably, You know what's funny? I, I took that comparison to other people, and they have thought that comparison is crazy. But I... I'm with you because I don't think that Sexton can play in the NBA unless he adopts that type of a uh, of a style that Patrick. But I think he basically has to be Patrick Beverly with a little bit better scoring. Right, and that's what he will be. Um, but yeah, I think the people who uh, who are uh, in opposition of you, I think they think of Sexton as more of an offensive guy. That's why, right? Right, right. and it's not true. He's not. I've, I've watched him play in high school. His offensive game is very similar. Oh, I'm watching play. I, I saw him. I saw some clips of him in high school. His offensive game is very similar to what it is now. That you know, scoring is just not his game. You know what I'm saying? On the next level, he's not going to be a 20 point game kind of guy. He'll be close. You know, from a, I would say a 12 to 14 you know, points per game kind of guy, if he works on his game. It'd be very difficult for him to get his shot off. He's not um, particularly athletic. For that size, you need to be far more athletic than your counterparts, right? And he's not. He's not superior athletically. A lot of people try to compare him to De'Aaron Fox, and uh, and no disrespect to Colin Sexton, he's nowhere near De'Aaron Fox. De'Aaron Fox's natural ability to score, his length, his quickness, like, no, his athleticism, they're not, no. He's no De'Aaron Fox, um, who I thought should have been the first point guard taken in that draft with Lonzo Ball, by the way. But with that being said, I really like him. I liken him to a Patrick Beverly, a Rondo, meaning a guy who can remain a starter, who can scrap, uh, who can go out and get you maybe, you know, a score here and there. But, you know, as far as him being a, a, an offensive kind of threat, that's a no. So whoever's arguing that he is just haven't seen enough from him. You did? Yeah, and he's a guy that's going to have to work on his three-point shot. 
to play in the NBA because he does not shoot the three at all, basically. He shoots it every right. now and again, but he's not a good three-point shooter. Which is why I'm looking more defensive yes. and mentality-wise. Um, I don't even think Colin Sexton on a winning team can be a starter. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I but don't I'm think with he's you, though, that I think, I think you bring him in in that Patrick Beverly role because I think he is yeah. a guy that will guard your point guard 94 High feet. energy, very yeah. aggressive. And you, uh, know, you know, a great addition a to a yeah. championship team. And he can get to the cup and finish. Um, yep. I wouldn't have him as my, as my starter until I, I can see that he can consistently knock down the three-point shot because that's what they're going to do in the NBA. Yep. Um, in the NBA, they're going to just force him to shoot a three. Um, and he can develop that. I, yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. I, I don't know why he can't. So, but he, for, I, that's my assessment on him. I, you know, I don't think he's a lottery pick, to be honest with but you. I but I think he, he will. will. Yeah, he will he's be. Going, yeah. He's going. Well, and, and listen. Trey Young has helped him out immensely. You know what I'm saying? Because as Trey Young falters in the tournament and not look so good at times, you know, this guy, Colin Sexton, is an overachiever. You get me? Yeah. So, Roy, Roy Mack, talk to me about Trey Young. He was Steph Curry a few months ago, <laughs> right? The media told you this was Steph Curry. Now they're telling you that he can't beat Seth Curry one-on-one. So talk to me. What's your thoughts on Trey Young, you go. It's the curse of having to go to college. Now, he would have had, now, full disclosure, he would have had to go to college no matter what because of his size. But it's Boy. the curse of having to go to college. Because what happens over the course of a season is everybody now gets a scouting report on you. And what we start doing is, I watched the game when they played, uh, when, when they lost their tournament game. And what happened was, um, uh, Damn, I'm trying to think of the name. It's the school that they played that they lost to. Damn it, I can't think of the call time. I got to pull it up here. But they had a kid on that squad who was a big, uh, a larger guard, right? Um, and he gave Trey Young fits when he was on him um, just because of his natural size. So I think what happened to Trey Young over the course of the season was, um, listen, man, he's not a big dude, Rhode Island. So Rhode Island had a guard number 11 who has real good size and who was mm -hmm. on Trey Young's ass. But unfortunately, they have a guy number uh, – I can't remember his name. I don't know any of these kids' name from Rhode Island, so I apologize. But they have a kid number two who's really good offensively, but who's smaller. I believe he's even smaller than Trey Young is. Mm -hmm. And what happened was they was bringing that guy in for offense, and he was having to guard Trey Young, and that was when Trey Young was getting his shit off. I'm talking about the tournament. Over the course right, of the right. season, what happened to Trey Young, though, was, listen, man, the way he plays, it's tough to sustain that level of consistency – or any type of level of consistency over the course of a season. So what he did was he pulled the wool over people's eyes very early with very big games against no one knew who the fuck he was playing against. No one can tell you who those huge games were against. Right. Because once they got into real conference play, he didn't do any of that shit. I mean, he had some good games here and there, but they were losing games like a motherfucker in the conference. Say everybody. You feel what I'm saying? And, right. and I'm not saying that was necessarily his fault. It was fuck. He, he, he decided to go to OU, which, you know, they'll probably make a 30 for 30 about that later on because I'm sure he didn't go to OU because he just wanted to go to OU. But <laughs> um, <laughs> you feel me? Hey, man, may, hey, maybe he went to join that, that frat that got that, uh, you know. <laughs> you know who knows? Uh, <laughs> who knows? Maybe he wants to join the frat out there, man. They got, uh, they got great fraternities out at OU, man. <laughs> Maybe you want to go join the frat, man. I don't. Hey. <laughs> but no, man, he um I just think he got exposed the the longer the season went, I think the more it exposed him, right? Um and you know what's funny, it almost would have been better for him had he 
in the in the way of Kyrie Irving gotten hurt and had to like miss like the you know with like a minor injury and had to like miss a bunch of games because he would have still had that illusion of who he is you feel what I'm saying because think about it the first quarter of the season it was slam dunk he's the the he should be a top pick in this draft he's can't miss he's gonna be a player of the year fast forward to 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 now nobody's talking about Trey Young like that you feel what I'm saying? So I just think that that the longer the Man, season, they're talking went, about whether he should stay another you, year. Or not. Right, right, and that would you be know? that would be the worst the thing. Worst to do. thing yeah, to happen. He has to Listen, go because he'd have to come back and average twenty nine and eight. And it, you well, know, no, yeah, no. you got you got to understand what you got to understand what he was averaging before, and like people got people don't understand how averages work. Sometimes you can feast on the lower end teams to to boost an average. Right, um, which is what I thought he did. The problem is in the NBA, there are no lower end teams. Even the lower end teams have a have another point guard that's gonna get at you. You feel what I'm saying? So that doesn't work. Let me say this too, because I forgot about this, but I just looked at it again. Um, and they were talking about it doing the broadcast, bro. Bagley should be in high school still right now. Why say that? Because well, he reclassified. He reclassified in order to go to Duke this year. Right. He he's supposed to be in high school right now. He he uh, yeah, I don't you know, so this is this new shit they do where they reclassify in order to like to be a grade to move up a grade so that mm-hmm. he can attend. So he he reclassified himself to go to Duke this year. Um he's supposed to be in high school right now, bro. Which is fucking Well, crazy. you know him him and Eaton went to school together. Well, both of them motherfuckers are crazy. Um yeah, and 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 listen, that rule is 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 just about to get ready to be changed. They're they're about to be done with that whole having to go to college. They they're getting ready to change that whole thing. Um, right. I'm not sure how it's going to look. I'm hearing some different things. I'm hearing they're going to try to follow like that baseball um framework. Um maybe 2 years I think I think baseball I think it's 3. I think they may go 2 years um that you have to stay in college. Right, but whatever they do, it's going to lead to more guys uh, flooding to the NBA. Because if you can go to the NBA, why would you? First of all, let me say this: the fact that you and listen, I'm not going to talk about baseball. They hold your own nuts over there. I'm going to talk about basketball because why would you have to commit for two years when, like, the coach that you just committed to can leave right after you sign? Yeah, right after you sign, we can leave. You feel what I'm saying? So that whole thing just doesn't make sense to me. Um. Which is why the NCAA kind of annoys me because, you know, I'm looking at tickets for the Final Four. The only thing available, first of all, they play these Final Fours now in, in, in football stadiums because they can make more money. Um, right. But they play them in these huge stadiums, and uh, it's going to be in San Antonio at the Alamo Dome, which was initially built for football, but the architecture was all fucked up. But it's a huge building anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, the only tickets available right now are at the top of the, uh, of the building and are $400 a pop. Now, understand, you're going to watch a football, I mean, not, not a football game, a basketball game. So that's a smaller court, right? And you're at the top of what was supposed to be a football stadium. So actually, I don't know what the fuck you're even looking at at that point. You dig? And, right. And those are at 400 a pop. But none of these kids should 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 get paid, man. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, because um, I, I guess we're coming to see the coaches. I don't know what the fuck people are paying $400 to, to sit in the nosebleed section for. Hey man, listen man, they out there just representing the university. You know, um, the students shouldn't be worried about the, the the athletes shouldn't be worried about getting paid or anything like that. It's all about serving your university, right? No, um, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, and I didn't point this out oh, earlier, but man. I'll point it out now. 
um, about the NCAA. The one thing that I hate the worst, and this is probably more than anything, this probably trumps everything, no pun intended, um, is that the NCAA tournament for a lower level team, and I always have to put it against uh, the lower level teams versus the national powers, but the NCAA tournament for a lower, uh, a lower level team, right, is basically a national coaching audition for whatever for, 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 for the coach of that team. Yep. Go back and look at the history of the tournament of coaches from these small schools who have taken their team and at least won one game or even gotten to a Sweet 16 and Elite Eight or Final Four run. They always seem to magically get a job that they take at a, at a larger school a year or two years later. Right. You dig what I'm saying? Yep. Or they go to the NBA. Or so. they go to the NBA. Yep. You feel what I'm saying? Now, those kids typically are never heard from again, right? Nah. Um, but the, Hey, don't people care if those kids graduate or not? <laughs> Cold world. You feel me? Cold uh, world. But that, that, that's what this is. These are national... These are national, um, basically national uh, 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 interviews, right? Right. Um, for these coaches. Because you know it's, it's somebody out there, one of these schools. I think Memphis just fired Tubby Smith. I'm not saying Memphis is just a powerhouse, but that's a bigger school than UMBC. Right. right? So Memphis is looking for a coach. So why not get one of these coaches that just, you know, is quote-unquote hot right now. and mm-hmm. gonna t- But that, cause that's what always happens. You dig what I'm saying? Now, in rare cases like um, uh, Gonzaga or Butler, you get those coaches who stay. But even my man from Butler decided, yeah, let me get to this NBA money. Um, but most of the time, but and, and, and Gonzaga, I don't think anybody would, would consider them a small or mid-major anymore because they've now made themselves, in terms of basketball at least, a national, uh, a national power for basketball. Um, but yeah, these are basically open auditions for these coaches. If you can do well, you can basically write yourself probably a million dollar check in coaching somewhere. And, you know, if people think that's fair, that on the back of these kids who no one knew, um, this coach is going to become a millionaire. You know, if you think that's fair, then listen, man, we don't have anything else to talk about. You know what I'm saying? But me personally. I see the hypocrisy in that because that Lyles kid from UMBC is probably going to make his coach a millionaire. And, you know, he might get to play overseas, maybe. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. You feel what I'm saying? Right, might, might, you know, might. You dig what I'm saying? But he's definitely going to make his coach a millionaire. Easily. Hey, but man, listen, it's all about education. Um, <laughs> you know, it's all about education, man. We don't want to hear nothing about these kids getting paid, man. I, I, you know, I won't. I won't sit here and listen to you justify why these kids should get paid. You dig? It's all about education. Everybody knows that, you know, um, alumni and, and, and the student body at Ohio State, you know, they're still waiting for Greg Oden to graduate. So, you know, <laughs> it's funny to me too, man. It's funny to me too. We care so much about these kids' education. You dig? that like no one graduates. So, you know. Well, yeah, man, because they told me, like, these are just college kids. So what I would like for them to do is, like, invite a bunch of college kids down to San Antonio and see if they can fill up. You know, real talk. Just go out and invite, right. like, like a, a bunch of random college kids and say and, like, announce that, like, hey, these random college kids that just go to class, they're going to be at the Alamo Dome and we're going to charge $2,000 for, for, for tickets and see how many people show up to that bullshit. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know. No, real talk. But, you know. Real talk. But I digress, man. Anything else on NCAA, man? I can talk about basketball forever. Anything else you got there? Because I want to get to this NFL bull. No, man. Let's actually let's segue to the NBA first. Okay, let's me. talk NBA. Let's do it. Oh, you want, I know where you're going. You want to get on your man KD. 
Big shit popping. No, actually, I, I'm gonna go to. I'm gonna go in a totally different direction. Right, I mean, we can it. touch it all, but we can touch it all. But so here's what's going on in the NBA. You know, y'all have heard everything on repeat throughout the week. So we're gonna talk about the main shit, the meat and taters. Here's the reality. I'm not worried about Cleveland getting out of the East because there's a little guy by the name of LeBron James. I'm sorry that I, you know, you guys can't get me to engage in banter about you know, Toronto or Boston being Cleveland. <laughs> I'm sorry, guy. I know. I know. I, I I must don't know much about basketball. I know I must haven't watched enough basketball to where I ain't putting enough respect on Toronto or Boston's name. I know. I know. I'll take LeBron James in the East, and y'all can have whoever else y'all want, and we'll just see what happens. So let's stick to the West where the real story is brewing. There's a real story in the West going on right now. And the story is injuries, right? That word attrition that I mentioned earlier, that's a true story. You get me? So here's the reality. The Golden State Warriors are a bit broken right now. Um, it's a little karma because, you know, throughout the Golden State Warriors' successful playoff runs, they run into teams that have been, you know, injured to the T. Um, but I won't even get into the facts of that. I, we, you know, people's camp, we talked about this a while back how the Warriors made it to the finals, uh, and, and most of those teams were injured. Most of the roadblocks, the Memphis Grizzlies of the world. They didn't play you know, one starting point guard that entire playoff run. Not that's one. nuts. <laughs> Not one. That's even nuts to say. You know what I'm saying? That's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. But I digress. So now the Warriors have their own injury bug. Steph is obviously uh, battling those same ankle injuries. I, man, so unfortunate for that guy. You know what I'm saying? Those ankle injuries suck. I had one in, co- in high school, and I still felt like it, it continued to affect me much longer than I, I could ever have anticipated. But um, the reality is is that the show must go on. Kevin Durant, he ran over there to the Golden State Warriors because, you know, he wanted the easier path, and he kind of ran into um, an equally difficult path because, you know, I, I listen, I don't know how they're going to do it. I don't know. If, if Clay Thompson, if that brother isn't right, what you're going to see is those Warriors really get exposed on a defensive end. You know what I mean? Because like right now it's all fun and games offensively. But, you know, if, if Clay Thompson isn't right. And let me say this. If Clay Thompson can't provide some offense, um, because a lot of times in these playoffs, Steph Curry looked a little shady, right? He looked a little shaky. He looked like he wasn't really up for the task. And, 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 you know, Clay Thompson would bail them out a lot of these times. So, um, again, we're going to see, man. Um, I feel like Kevin Durant, you got a lot of eyes on you for at least the immediate future um, in regards to, you know, that team being able to, you know, maintain while uh, – to be able to maintain while Clay is, you know, uh, coming back from his injury. Draymond's a little bit hurt, right? So, you know, that roster – it's looking a little suspect. So I'm really watching KD. But you know who I'm really watching right now? I'm really watching James Harden and Chris Paul, fam. Okay. I'm really watching. Like, I'm, I've watched James Harden and Chris Paul both fail when they should have won um, on separate teams. I watched, you know, Mike D'Antoni's defense, or not his defense, but that scheme falter in the playoffs. Now they're all three on the same roster. Everybody's falling in love with this regular season, and they, they they beat the Warriors a couple of times, and this and that. Hey, listen, I liken James Harden to Peyton Manning. 
all-time great player when it comes to regular season. His his offensive game is it's it's video game shit. I, I I put it like this. I bet you probably couldn't even go on 2K right now, 2K basketball, and duplicate what James Harden does on a regular basis when it comes, you know, to to just the way he's able to move the needle in basketball, it's it's impressive, man. It's very impressive. So, you know, I, I'm just watching James Harden and Chris Paul right now, and I'm saying to myself, y'all better show me something. You dig? I better see something out of both of y'all. I want to see, I want to see you uh, actually do what you're doing in the regular season in the playoffs. I want to see it in the playoffs. So for me, because they don't have any injuries right now. Everybody's saying they're the team to beat. The Houston Rockets are under the gun. And make no mistake, KD's under the gun as well. But people are going to have built-in excuses for the injuries that are going on in the Golden State, right? Fractured thumb on Klay Thompson, uh, Steph's ankle injuries. I, listen, James Harden and Chris Paul are 100% healthy. The hype train is behind them. I want to see it come to fruition. What say you, Roy Mack? I, I, I'm looking at the standings right now. Hey, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. And don't think, and don't think your boy off the hook either. Young men's Russell Westbrook and the OKC Thunder. Don't think they're off the hook. They ain't off the hook. Make no mistake about it. They're well, not off the hook. And I'll get to them too, but I'm looking at the standings right now, right? So the way the standings sit right now, let's say if the playoffs started today, it would be an interesting first round matchup for Golden State because they would have the San Antonio Spurs. So with or without Kawhi Leonard right now, it really wouldn't matter because you would have, at best, uh, a Steph Curry coming back with a little bit of a hobble because he hasn't played in a while. Draymond Green is still a little banged up. And one thing we know about the Spurs is that they're good. you got you got to beat the Spurs. That's what you're I always say about that beat, You're going to have to beat the Spurs. That's real talk. Right. You're not going to – they're not going to, you know, do a bunch of stupid stuff and give games away. And listen, right. even without Kawhi Leonard, right, they still got an all-star over there, LaMarcus Aldridge. They yep. got a future Hall of Famer. Who was playing – who was playing like he, you know, like like he's trying to earn his money. No, I mean, he talk. looked like he was pretty aggressive the other night I saw him playing. Real talk. They he's got, very assertive. They got Pau Gasol over there, who, while he's a little long in the tooth now, can still play, right? Still play, yep. still got some good size. Um, yep. They got what I believe is a future star at point guard in Murray as the starting point guard with Tony Parker backing him up. Um, so they're solid at the point guard position. They have shooters. Rudy Gay is back now. He's playing well again. So, like, you know, you got to beat that team. And I think if you're Golden State, obviously you should win. But that's a series that probably goes at least six, which you don't want those first-round series going six, seven games. You feel what I'm saying? Um, so that's a tough matchup for them. But I'm with you on all of that, though. I think uh, Houston it's, it's definitely going to be a wait-and-see. Um, that's the only thing with those teams yet. Let me say this about Mac D'Antoni first. I think he gets a bad rap because they should have won a championship. Now, I know it could have, should have, would have. But the NBA decided that, like, they didn't want them to win a championship. I don't think it had anything to do with on the court. I, I couldn't agree with you more. Absolutely. Yeah, the NBA. Yeah, the NBA said San Antonio was here to stay. They are our team. You right. And And if you look at the way that the Warriors play, they basically play a Mike D'Antoni style in terms of the point guard, you know what I'm saying, being Steph Curry, getting on his shit, handling it, passing it, da, da, da. It's very reminiscent to those early teams. So I think that his style has proven it can work, obviously, with some really good players. Um, he happens to have players that in the playoffs have not performed, right? So 
period. Yeah, to your point on that, it's a wait and see. I mean, I mean no one can say anything about regular seasons because no one's ever questioned the regular season of James Harden or Paul uh, or Chris Paul. Ever. Um, so, you know, it's a wait and see, right, how the playoffs are going to uh, gonna shake out. Um, the first round right now, they would have the New Orleans Pelicans, which would be a good matchup for them, right, um, because Boogie, no, you got no Boogie Cousins. So you basically got Anthony Davis and a bunch of parts, right? So that should be a that should be a four or five game series, right? Maybe Anthony right. Davis maybe Anthony Davis wins one game that series, right? For his team. Right. But right. you should so you should win that game in four, no more than five, right? If you get to six against the Pelicans, I'm gonna start side eyeing Houston, right? Because they shouldn't go six against the Pelicans in the first round. Right. Should be four to five games. So do you do you believe in these Houston Rockets? Meaning, do you think that if faced the Golden State Warriors, right, or or I don't know, I don't know how the seeding can work out, but even you know a more, another tough task. Do you think Houston? Well, I guess they their number one seed, they wouldn't have to face quote right. a bunch of tough tasks. But right. the point is, do you believe in Houston when it's said and done in the playoffs that they're going to show up? That James Harden and Chris Paul are going to show up? That Mark, that Mike D'Antoni and that they have something. What do you say? What say you? If you had to ask if, ask me that question directly like that, I don't have the confidence in them, right? Um, now, for the sake of the NBA and for the sake of basketball, I hope they do. I would be rooting for them to show up. Right. The problem is nothing in their history. I'm talking about with Jimmy Harden. I'm going all the way back to OKC. OKC probably wins that championship if, 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 if Jimmy Harden plays even – decent he he played absolutely go back to that finals a lot of people gave kevin durant shit for that finals and deservedly so but james right. harden played awful in the nba finals when they when they made it in oklahoma city um and that was really the start of his horrible playoff runs um so like i said i don't have I don't have any history to really lean on. You feel what I'm saying? So I would have to say no at this point until I, until I see something from them. Interesting, though, because see, and this is why seeding becomes important, because I believe the way that the seeding would work out is that they would be on the side. So they would play the one eight seed. Then I believe they would play the winner of the four five matchup, if I'm not mistaken. Right. And and right now you have right now the four five matchup would be <laughs> Oklahoma City and Utah which I would take Oklahoma City to beat Utah. Mm -hmm. And now Oklahoma City-Houston in a series becomes a very interesting series. Um, That's a very interesting series. Right. And, because, both, and both squads have a lot to prove. And, and to your point, right? Now, you tell me who would you believe in in the playoffs, right? More. Yep. The, the combination of James Harden and, 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 and Chris Paul – Yep. Or Russell Westbrook. You feel what I'm saying? And I'm gonna I'm gonna go with James Harden and Chris Paul for, for one simple reason. I believe that Russell Westbrook's style of play is Allen Iverson 2.0 and it it's it alienates his counterparts. That's what I honestly believe about Russell Westbrook. I love the way he plays. His aggression is unbelievable. Um I He's my favorite player to watch in the NBA, and it's not close, right? But but I also, you know, Allen Iverson is also my favorite player ever, and I know for, I know what he did in terms of alienating the talent 
on this team. So I think I think it's going to be Russell Westbrook versus those guys because Russell Westbrook ain't going to allow anyone else to to get that shit off. Um, and that's just how he plays. It is what it is. I'm not knocking him, but I got to call a spade a spade. You know what I'm saying? So this year they've played three times so far this year. They have one more game they'll play against each other. Um, the Rockets are 2-1 and one right now against the Thunder. Um, both uh, – well, let me see. What, what, what were the game scores looking like? So it looked like there were – there was one game where it was a 10-point game that the Rockets won by. The other one seemed to be about five or six points. Um, I think that's that becomes an interesting series. Um, I would take – in that matchup, I would take the Thunder. Reason being is because – with the Rockets, they have to be hitting the three, right? They got to be hitting the three. And that's why I think that they're going to struggle if they had to play the, the the Warriors is because the Warriors are just better at that style of game. You know what I'm saying? Right. We know the Warriors can hit the three. You know what I'm saying? It's, right. it's not like we're not going to be saying because the guys taking the threes from the Warriors are going to be Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, and Kevin Durant. The guys taking the threes from the – for the Rockets, okay, you got Jimmy Harden, but now you're gonna you, you got to rely on Gordon. Now you got to rely on Trevor Ariza. Now you got to rely. Chris Paul is really not a three point shooter. He can hit the three. It's really not his game, right? Like that, right? But he's a good. Three right. point. He's a solid three point shooter. But you know, what I'm saying you have to start relying on those type of guys. What does Joe Johnson have in the gas tank still come to playoff time, right? Um, I mean, listen, if Carmelo wants to bail himself out of what's been a a, a, a disappointing season, if they do get that matchup and you got a and you got a, a Carmelo Joe Johnson matchup, you got to win that matchup, Carmelo. You feel what I'm saying? Man, um, you would you would think, and that I think ultimately, <laughs> I think ultimately that's my problem. I, I think that Paul George is a great compliment to a Russell Westbrook, but the more and more I watch Carmelo Anthony. He he looks like a guy who, at this stage of his career, hasn't developed a type of game that I would have liked him to develop in, in the most, you know, waning moments of the game. You know what I'm saying? It's just very interesting to me that, like, you know, Carmelo Anthony, you know, he he isn't the guy who he should be, if you will. You get me? I just think it's unfortunate because I'm looking at it. I'm looking at him talent-wise, and I'm like, you know, it's Carmelo. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah. you I, know. I think Carmelo hasn't accepted where he is in his career right now. Yeah, I, it's weird. It's like, bro, what? I, think, <laughs> I thought that Carmelo was going to be this, like, dead-eyed, fight-up shooter right. from Westbrook and be able to take anybody one-on-one. And he's kind of still, like, looking to shoot, you know. I don't It's weird. It's weird to watch him at this stage in his career. And I think the problem is you're watching LeBron – they came in together. That's what they're I was going to That's what I was the same, yep. They're the same age. Yep. But the, here's the thing. Melo has always gotten that LeBron kind of card. People looking at Melo like he was of that same ilk for the longest. So the, the criticism is real. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Well, think about that draft class, right? So people, oh, man, people said that was one of class. the greatest draft classes of all time. Well, let's talk about where they are now, right? You know how they do that. Yep. Where, where are they now, right? Where you got Chris Bosh, who's trying to get back into the NBA, who can't get a job because of some medical and some health reasons, right? You got right. Dwayne Wade, who everybody has seen is no longer the Flash. He's not that guy anymore, right? Still right. can be a serviceable player, not an all-star guy anymore, right? You got Carmelo Anthony, who has essentially gone the way of Dwayne Wade. Still a good player, 
definitely not mellow from the Nuggets anymore. You know what I'm saying? He's a he's a different guy now, right? Um, uh, those are the guys that were kind of at the top of that uh, at the top of that class. You know, shout out to uh, shout out to the Detroit Pistons for you know taking your man. Um, but uh, those are the guys, the the big notable guys, right from that draft class. Well, LeBron James mm-hmm. is the one guy who not only is still the guy, but I, I don't see any slippage in LeBron's game. Yeah, that's crazy, right? I don't see any slippage at all in his game. And I don't want to compare anybody to LeBron. He's right. on Mount Rushmore, obviously. But that's so what I happens, though, is because I, I think you're right. I think, I think subconsciously people see that, well, they came in the same time as LeBron. They're like, well, LeBron's still getting 30 a night. What the hell is going on? And that's unfair. <laughs> it well, really is. It's unfair to well, say that. Well, what I'm saying is that you see LeBron pro- progress. As, I'm not saying I want Melo to score 30. I want Melo to show me how he fits in with any talented team. This is the most talent Melo's ever had around him. You're a Carmelo apologist. What say you, Roy Mack? What's yeah, the reason? Why hasn't Carmelo lived up to the height? Or do you think that he is living up to what he should be living up to over there? Or is it Westbrook? You're a Westbrook guy as well. I yeah. need answers, Roy Mack. I said it a few weeks on People's Chant Radio um, that history was not going to be kind to Russell Westbrook. I still feel that way. I still feel like for some reason if if – Let's say they lose in the first round. Let's say they do play Utah, and that young-ass Utah team beats them. That First of all, that would be embarrassing, number one. Um, even though Utah would be the five seed, so it's a four-five matchup, that would still, to, in my opinion, that would be embarrassing, right? Right. Um, for, for, for that level of veteran talent to lose to, to a, essentially a rookie-led team, right? Um, but I think Melo hasn't accepted where he is in his – uh, at this point in the NBA. It was his 15th, 16th year. Yep. <laughs> I think the combination of Melo not accepting where he is in his career and the way Westbrook plays has been a perfect storm for Melo to have a lackluster season. Because um, I believe Melo was an all-star last year. Uh, so, I mean, sometimes I'll use a boxing analogy. They say sometimes boxers get in the ring and they don't know that they've aged until like maybe they, they're fighting, they feel good, and then all of a sudden they come out in round eight and it feels like they aged 10 years, right? Sometimes boxers have, boxers have said that that's happened to them to where like they came out and they were like, yo, I just don't got, I don't got, all of a sudden I just don't have it. Maybe that's a mellow situation. I don't know. But what I do know is that he definitely has not accepted you know, where see, go back to the opening press conferences when he first came to Oklahoma City. One of the writers asked him, Hey, you know, so would you explore the possibility of coming off the bench? Carmelo laughed. <laughs> he got on Oh, some, I remember. Yeah, he was on his Roy Williams shit. If anybody remembers Which is weird. If anybody Which is remembers weird. my man my man Roy Williams played for the when he played for the Dallas Cowboys. Ain't no such thing as me coming <laughs> off no bench. <laughs> you feel me? And so that's basically what Melo said. He was like, matter of fact, Melo told he called Paul George over, like, yo, hey, Paul, hey, man, they asking me right. if I'm going to come off the bench, right? And he, my thing about Melo at that point, I thought what he, you know, I, I didn't want to hear no PC answer, like, y'all do it. Nah. But what I need, to see, I need to see from you is that when you, when you uh, laugh at coming off the bench as a starter, I need to see you coming there. And, and do what it do then. Because here's my confusion about this shit, right? I'm not the biggest regular season guy overall, as you can tell with my, my Cavs versus Toronto or Boston uh, soliloquy, right? But 
when 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 you win the MVP and you're the fourth seed with that team, right? When you're Westbrook. And then I say, okay, well, if you get this brother some talent, then he has to be battling for first, second seed, right? And then you look up and they're at fourth seed again. And it's like, is this just who Westbrook is? For me personally, I've seen this movie before, Dallin Iverson. Um, again, my favorite player of all time. So I have to say it's the same thing with the big homie, Russell Westbrook. He is Allen Iverson 2.0. Ultimately, either you're going to win with him playing his way or you're going to lose. What say you, Roy Mack? Yeah. Do you, do you believe if all things painted equal, right, and they're not right now with Durant, with the Warriors and teams, you know, wanting to stack their rosters, but all things being created equal, do you think you could win with Russell Westbrook, meaning an NBA title? I think you can. I think you can win an NBA championship with Russell Westbrook at your point guard. Um, I thought they could. They could have won. What was that in <clears throat> when when they played Miami? I thought they Westbrook averaged like thirty a game. Westbrook. It wasn't. It was Kevin Durant being thoroughly outplayed, and I think he's admitted now recently that he was a bit. I don't know. I don't know if he said timid, but what it was against against LeBron in that matchup. The combination of 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 Durant not being him. Just, just his, he even need to be extraordinary. Just get his regular numbers. The combination of Durant not getting his regular numbers, and and James Harden being awful, lost him the NBA Finals against the the Miami Heat. Um, I believe you can win. With uh, with Russell Westbrook playing the as way your, he as your boss, as your alpha dog. I mean, he's only going to be an alpha dog. Before. Right. I was going. I was going to tell you. I was going to say, <laughs> hey, listen, he's he's not going to allow you to make him anything else. So um, who who would you? What type of players would you assemble around him? I think Paul George can work if Paul George wants to. It's going to be interesting to see if Paul George leaves or not. That's why I keep saying that history is not going to be kind. I don't think that I don't believe at this point history is going to be kind to Westbrook cuz let's say Paul George leaves, right? So here's what here's what 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 the story is going to say is that uh, a two-time MVP Kevin Durant left. Um it Victor Oladipo left and then immediately became an All-Star, right? Um and then Paul George, a perennial All-Star, left and I'm guessing he's going to continue to be an All-Star. It's not going to, it's not going to paint a pretty picture of you, right? It's going to basically right. say that the only guy you can play with is Steven Adams, a guy who basically just waits for you to pass in the ball so he can dunk it in. Which I am not saying Steven he's not a bad player, he's a, he's a terrific no, player. A right. But but that's that's ba- is basically going to say you can only play with a guy like that. And and and, and that's not going to be a good fit. They definitely need more shooting. Um but you know, <laughs> To your point, I thought Carmelo would actually add some of that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> to to your point, I thought, well, Everybody. shit. Well, we're gonna get Carmelo Anthony. He's gonna be a knockdown shooter. Well, you know, right. I was wrong. You know what I'm saying? Um, Corey Brewer's been playing well, but when you start when you start saying stuff like Corey Brewer's playing well, right? <laughs> you know, I mean, and I Jesus. like I like Corey. I like Corey. <laughs> Jesus. I like Corey. But to your larger point, though, right? It's no reason that Oklahoma City should be the four seed and Portland should be the three seed. They should that, definitely be better than Portland. That's just, you know. I, so, it, it, again, it makes me look at guys like Dame Lillard, and I say, man, is this brother really appreciated, right? Um, because it appears that Dame Lillard, bro, he's sharing a backcourt with another guy who, who was an all-star caliber point guard. Right. Right? Right. And, and C.J. McCollum. And, um, you know, he's able to still get his numbers off, and they're winning. <laughs> you know what I'm oh, saying? Oh, yeah, make no mistake. It's just – 
It's interesting. I can't wait. I really want to watch the Blazers in the playoffs because I want to see. But I, what you know Dave what's was. funny? Yeah, I could see them losing in the first round to men. If because like right now the way the way it's seeded, they would play Minnesota the first round, and I can see Minnesota beating them in the, in the playoff series because I could right. see Jimmy Butler guarding Dame Lillard and shedding. I don't want to say shutting them down, but containing him, right? Oh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and maybe you put Wiggins on uh, on on McCullough, or maybe you just let Wiggins kind of roam. They don't have any answers for Carl Anthony Towns inside. Um, and it could be a cold world the first round. You know what I mean? Because the, the playoffs are just different. You know what I mean? Um, it's just a different you, – you don't know what the refs that particular year, that particular series, that particular right. game, how they're going to let it – because you, you know this. Um, a few years ago when the Warriors played the Cavaliers, all of a sudden the, the, the refs decided they were going to let Della Vadova play a certain way against Steph Curry. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like just out of nowhere. And Steph Curry, rightfully so, couldn't get his shit off because they hadn't let anybody else play like that against him. He was like, yo, what the hell is going on? I'm getting I'm getting locked up because they're letting this guy play this physical style. Um, right, so, right. But, you know, you never know. But it's, it is going to be interesting come to playoff time because, again, it's I think Portland's one of those teams that kind of when you come play Portland, it's such a long road trip up there to the Northwest. They kind of get that, uh, you know, kind of some of that Denver type feel. You know what I mean? When you go play them, it's such a long road trip. Is that da, 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 da. you got to go up here? To, you know, so maybe come playoff time, where teams have to really lock in. Yeah, I don't know what kind of success, but I'm with you. Let Let me jump here real quick, cause damn, the yeah. time's running. Let me jump here. Let me go back to the Eastern Conference. I when I tell you I agree with you, you, you listen. Cleveland is going to win the East. I don't know what the hell everybody else having these conversations about. I'm not going to have any well, of those conversations. Well, it's the same conversation people were trying to have when the Warriors were healthy, that the Rockets will maybe be the favorites. And I was like, you know what? <clears throat> this is just people grasping for a real level of, of uh, excitement and, and surprise, right? Because, listen, for you to be acting like all of a sudden DeMar DeRozan is now a totally different player to where he's going to quote-unquote eclipse what LeBron could do in Cleveland, you're just not being honest. And I'm a huge fan of DeMar DeRozan. His game's gotten better, obviously. He's, he's, he, he, his range, right? He's, a, he's more of a three-point shooter now as well. He's added that to his game. But at the end of the day, LeBron James in a seven-game series, I just have to believe that he's going to overcome. Um, no questions asked. Now, listen, once they get to those finals – if they face the Warriors, all bets are off. But if they don't face the Warriors, I can see LeBron, you know, scoring, uh, averaging, you know, anywhere from 35 to 40 a game and, and dominating. You got to understand something about LeBron. When LeBron is confident, he's as great as you're ever going to see. You can tell when he's confident versus when he comes in and he believes that maybe they can't get it done. But when he's confident, dude's unstoppable. And he, I think outside of him facing a healthy Warriors team, if he fa- if LeBron faced the Rockets, it would be no fear. If he faced I'm the Rockets, he would you. have no fear because James Harden just ain't checking LeBron. Period. Yeah, uh, I believe you. that I believe LeBron uh, is afraid of that three-headed monster or four-headed monster in Golden State, and rightfully so. Yeah, and, and, and let me say this too with, with the East. A lot of people uh, had some shit to talk about the, the the Washington Wizards, how they were underachieving. Well, right now they're 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 the fourth seed right now in the East, and that's about where I would have picked them at the beginning of the season because I don't think they're better than Cleveland. I didn't think they were better than Boston. And I didn't think they were better than Toronto. Those are the three teams above them. So I'm looking around, 
And I would love for, at best, I would say maybe somebody thought they could make the three seed. You know what I'm saying? Right. But, again, Boston has looked terrific. Toronto has been good. And no one thought they were better than Cleveland. Um, right. And they're actually only a game behind Cleveland for the three seed in the loss column. So I, I would love to know what the hell people really thought about Washington this year in terms of their expectations. Did, did they think Washington was going to make a finals run? Because you, you need to be drug tested. You dig what I'm saying? So right. I, I, I'm confused as to what people really, really thought. But right now, I mean, Cleveland is clinging on to the three seed with, 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 like I said, only a one-game lead in the loss column. And even if Cleveland comes in as, as the four seed, you won't get any change from me as to who I think is going to win the East, bro. Cleveland is going to win the East. Um, and, and, and the West is where every matchup is intriguing. Um, I think if you're Cleveland, you may want to even go get that fourth seed because uh, you would have to play against a Philly team that, while you should beat Philly, could be an interesting matchup for you. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, and shout out to Philly. I think Philly's probably a year ahead of schedule in terms of how good they are right now. I um, absolutely agree with you. I absolutely agree. Here's what Philly needs, bro. You know what they need? <laughs> they need they need Markel fucking Fultz. <laughs> they need, bro, listen, if, if he was the number one overall pick, right, if he played like people thought he would be, Philly would probably be a legitimate threat in these hey, playoffs. You know what's funny? And you're going to fuck with me when I say this. But if Markel Folks was just giving you Lonzo Ball numbers, they would be solid yeah. as shit right now. Nah, real talk. <laughs> real talk. Real talk. A walking triple double, apparently. Walking <laughs> triple double. But um, real talk, bro. Bro, like if Markel Folks hadn't had this, this is one, this story. It's starting to be one of the most odd stories in the history. <laughs> this guy's a first overall pick. We're not even talking about, listen, at this point in the season, we're not even talking about Lonzo or Markel right now. And that's nuts to me. Yeah, you know the what's funny? First two pick, these brothers are going to be tied at the hip, bro. This I, is, don't... I mean, listen, maybe in two years, this don't even matter anymore. But as of right now, Markel Foles and Lonzo Ball, Y'all got a 30 for 30 brewing, and it's not the good kind. I would wonder how much of Markel Folk still sitting out is actually injury and not mental. I mean, because, like, it seems like mentally he's all over the place right now. Hey, you know. This is, I, I've never – I've never – have you ever seen this? Nah, I, listen. This <laughs> – This shit crazy. Bro, understand, this time last year, Markel Folks was putting in work in the NCAA. All of this a sudden now, crazy. like not only can he not play, but like he he doesn't even know how to shoot the basketball. Like, I, and on hey, and on the flip side, Bow Wow beating Lonzo Ball <laughs> in shooting competition. Like, is that where we're at? God, the number one and two pick. One guy forgot how to shoot, and the other guy getting beat up by fucking the big homie Bow Wow. Squad, squad, gang, gang. And it's funny with Lonzo Ball because even when he does hit like a couple threes in a row, you know he's a bad shooter because he'll hit like two threes. <laughs> yeah. He'll hit like two threes in a row, and then the next one he'll hit like all backboard. <laughs> you know what I'm well, saying? Hey, <laughs> hey, and then he'll go one for fucking eight yeah. at the free throw line. Yeah, just, this guy yeah. is all over the place. You hey, man, listen, uh, 11, 7, and 7, only he, Jason Kidd, uh, who else they want to give me magic? You know, every time they give me his numbers, whoever the stat person is, I love how they're acting like there's no other players in the history of the NBA that, like, gave you those numbers. They don't want to tell you the nigga who ain't in the league. They want to give you the Hall of Famers. 
Well, yeah, you know what I'm saying? That's what they do. <laughs> that's what they do. They only point out those guys. That's good for business. You feel me? Yeah. But what's funny, though, like, let's say they, they do sign a max contract guy, because right now a lot of people are thinking Kawhi Leonard might actually go to L.A. So right. let's just say. Which they, would be fucking crazy. If Kawhi Leonard is healthy and he goes to L.A., bro, that opens the floodgates for some real stars out there. Oh, real talk. No, no, no. Listen, if you're Paul George and you see all of a sudden Kawhi Leonard go to L.A., you might say, hey, listen, I know. <laughs> I got to make these fucking moves, bro. Nah, you, if you're Paul George, you go to L.A. then. No doubt, <laughs> no question. Asked. Because, because you, look, you're going to essentially be at the same place in OKC. Just go to L.A. Yeah, and 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 what what I think people would, would, would need to realize is that if, if and when they do get at least one superstar, possibly two, Lonzo's ball's numbers, that seven and seven would actually go down because you're not yeah. going to have to spoon feed a guy like Kawhi Leonard with assists. You're going to just give him the ball and you're going to stand your ass somewhere else and let yeah, Kawhi see, Leonard do him. At that point, I just I wonder what they think Lonzo Ball's going to be. That's what I would love to like talk to them. I'm with you. You know and what I'm saying? Like, why, okay, let me ask see, y'all, what do y'all, what do y'all, what do y'all see him? Like, let's stop this Jason Kidd shit. He don't run the floor. Um, that's what Jason Kidd was a a, a, a a genius at, right? Running the floor, distributing. He doesn't shoot threes like Jason Kidd at this point. He could develop a three-point shot, who knows? But he don't have an eye for the floor like J. Kidd. Realistically, who are we talking about here? I said Rondo months ago. People looked at me and mocked me and laughed. And then you look up, and every time you look at uh, Rondo, people are saying, maybe he should have made the all-star team this year. Rondo is a all-star caliber player. And he's found ways to get it done um, and stay involved with the deficient offensive game. That's what I thought Alonzo should have been shooting for, but they still allowing his brother to shoot threes and do all the little cool-looking shit, right? And then when he has four points and one rebound and two assists, they want to point to plus-minus that. So, <laughs> listen, Alonzo, listen, because of Markel folks, right, he's bought himself another year. Lonzo has two more years to me personally before people start really like critiquing him. Right now, people are they still got the kitten gloves on because, oh hey, you know his dad's a mean guy and Lonzo, you know his per Lonzo's personality is buying him is buying off the critics right now, right? But in two years, when when LA is getting star free agents and LA is under the gun to really win. And then somebody like a Luke Walton gets fired. That's when people are going to turn their heads at Lonzo. Everything's cool right now because Luke Walton has his job. But if Luke Walton gets fired, that's when people are going to start looking at Lonzo's side eye. Because you and I both know they want Lukey to stay in there for the long haul. But I digress. Yeah, man. This thing is, uh, listen, shout out to the brand, Big Ballers. Um and you know, listen, we'll see what happens with that, man. That it is interesting though that uh, him and Markel folks, man. That whole that whole first and second draft pick is weird. It's and, weird, bro. And to your point, I called for him to be traded at the trade deadline, Lonzo. And the reason yep. I said that was because if you're planning on bringing in two big free agents, and there are no big guys in the NBA anymore, so it's going to be a three or a two guy, right? Um, you wouldn't you 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 then need a point guard who can shoot the basketball. You don't need right. a, a distributing point guard necessarily to play with with a Kawhi Leonard or a Paul George. You would want a point guard who he can kick it to, and that guy can knock down a shot. And that's not Lonzo Ball, right? At mm -hmm. least at this point. 
So right. I would, you know, I would look to to move them. But I don't know. I don't know what they think is gonna they're gonna see, man. Uh, we'll see. We'll figure it out. You did. I think Lonzo Ball's really hard to dislike. Right. He seems to be a cool motherfucker. Very hard to dislike. At the like he at he's harmless. Right. He's 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 a little goofy, a little cornball brother. Um, I think that he got the complexion for the protection, and I also think that because of his father people tend to have more empathy for him. You get me? Versus another athlete. Like, let's say De'Aaron Fox. Like, had De'Aaron Fox not have been playing well, you know, people wouldn't have gave a damn. You know what I'm saying? They'd be like, oh, you know, he's just not that good. You get me? Right. But if Lonzo struggles, it's all these, hey, he's only this age, and he's only this, and he's only that. So, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I wish the best for Lonzo. I don't see this superstar stuff that other people saw in him. Um I, I just don't see it, man. And in in the, the guard position, it's only getting more difficult. <laughs> you no, get real me? talk, real talk, man. The it um it it ain't gonna be easier next year. Right. <laughs> you dig what I'm saying? It ain't gonna be easier. Um, I mean, everybody's talking about Lonzo Ball's numbers, right? But yet, uh, Ben Simmons is averaging sixteen, eight, and seven, or sixteen, eight, and eight, depending on how how you want to round. You dig? Right. Right. Um. You so got, what they're basically saying is that he's doing Bill Sim- like he's basically Bill Simmons light, Ben Simmons light. That's what they're based on Lonzo's numbers. They're trying to tell you that he's affecting the game in a similar fashion. See, and, and he's that's just why I would, and that's why I would tell people they got to start watching the games and stop yeah, looking at stats. Yeah, he's not. Because I when, watched Lonzo play. Yeah, I was man. a big advocate for Lonzo coming out of UCLA in regards to just liking the way he looked on the court. He got to the NBA, and you know, it's you know, it's just a different world. Yeah, listen, man, um, you know, what I watch is what you do and how you affect the game, right? Right, right. That seven assists that Ben Simmons averages and Lonzo Ball is totally different. Totally different. <laughs> you dig? It's a totally different way they get it done. And so, you know, we'll see. But, hey, man, let's 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 fucking run, dog. We we fucking uh, we pressing right now on time. Hey, I thank y'all for rocking with us, man. We y'all still rocking. He rocking with the best right now, man. People champ yeah, radio. Man. Let's let's talk about the NFL real quick. Uh, the draft is coming up, so we ain't really got to get too in depth until the draft goes down and we see what chips lie and what But it's still thought. a lot of movement though, man. A lot big of movement. Move, big moves. Tyron Matthew is now with Texan. Uh, welcome to Houston, young fella. I hear that you're focused. Uh, you're obviously a uh, all pro safety uh, in this league. You're 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 a top tier caliber safety. He, we have we what still, appears to be a real defense. Are we still saying Honey Badger? What what what, what is is that? Still I don't thing? know. I don't know if they're still calling him the Honey Badger, but I've always liked that name. Though. Yeah, I always it, thought that was a dope The only reason I brought it up is because I thought that he was gonna like really try to market that, but I think maybe he had some issues and so he couldn't get that little marketing shit going the way he wanted, but. I thought that would have been a moneymaker because it seemed to be super catchy in college, but I digress. Yeah, no, I, I, I thought it was great for his look, too. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but um, so, you know, listen, I heard the brother's focus, as focused as ever. He actually turned down, allegedly, he turned down more money to stay with the Cardinals and leave to, to play with the Texans. So it's something there that he believes in. I do believe we do have a real defense in Houston. Um, and if Deshaun Watson healthy, who knows the sky's the limit offensively. So big move there. Richard Sherman now a 49er. The most the most anticipated team for me coming up in football is two teams actually. Um, 
it's the San Francisco 49ers because I want to see what Jimmy Garoppolo looks like under pressure. Last year, he was playing for free. I know most people say, nah, he was under pressure because he wasn't under contract yet. Nay, man, stop. He white. Uh, even if he had struggled, somebody would have paid him. Let's just be honest. Um, <laughs> especially from the small sample size you got from the Patriots. Somebody would have had to pay him. That's just how it goes. You're white. You're probably going to get yourself a big payday if we haven't seen you fail enough. That That's what white quarterbacks get in the NFL. They get the opportunity uh, to show you that they're not good. Roy Mack, you pointed this out a while back. You said something very profound. You said that white quarterbacks have to prove that they can't play. Yeah, that's what they have to prove. They got to show you that they can't. Like, literally, Sage Rosenfels was in the league forever until he proved uh, when my man got hurt that he couldn't play. Yeah, Peyton got hurt. But then, <laughs> hey, but then he got picked up by the Giants. Yeah, they this did guy pick him up. Go, This guy went 1-15 as a starter, and the Giants said, you know what? That's the type of winner that we want well, in our roster. They're looking to give you – well, I think they just – didn't they just give your man Chase Daniel some money? Because he hasn't proven yet yeah. that he really can't yep. play. You nah, they're gonna keep giving chase money. These, <laughs> hey, shout out, a hey, shout out to the good old boys. Hey, listen, keep I don't give a hell what any. I don't care what nobody says. To me, when I make that statement, that is not a racial <clears throat> statement at all. I can this go through. Talk. I can go through and show you through the course of history where these guys were given change. Were, were basically just kept giving jobs as backs backups until they actually had to play. And people yep. are like, oh, shit, he can't play. All right, cool. And we then don't... they get a backup job. <laughs> yeah, it's like, hold on, bro. Brock Osweiler signed an $87 million deal. He felt miserably. Well, what's my Ultimately, he's been back on the what's same What's my part. man's name? Ryan that was in Fitzpatrick. A... What's my Ryan man's name that was in a Green Bay that they, everybody was, like, clamoring over a few years back that they just thought he was just going to be good, and then he just fucking Was it play. Charlie Whitehurst? Oh, oh, was it Whitehurst? I don't remember the fucking guy's name, man. Damn it, I can't remember his name. But he, everybody thought he could play. Yeah. And then he went and took some money like, oh, shit, he can't play. Well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> there you go, man. Yeah. I mean, Ryan Pitt, Fitzpatrick signed uh, several multi-million dollar contracts, and he's proven himself to be a backup at best. But he's had some decent starter years. Like, you know, I guess nine and, you know, nine and seven, I, I guess, you know, uh, yeah, you know, they'd say that's some good shit. So uh, 10 and six, you know, uh, you know, those are appropriate seasons for white quarterbacks. But I digress. So. The point is, is that they continue to get all these opportunities. I'm hearing stories of Johnny Menzel making a comeback in the CFL, but I digress. The big news, Tyron Matthew, Richard Sherman is now a 49er. To me, the most anticipated team to watch because of Jimmy G out there. They talk about Kyle Shanahan's a genius. We're going to see when, uh, you know, when the stakes are high, right? They're in a very difficult division. Um, you know, Richard Sherman obviously pardon ways. With the uh, Seahawks, to me, that's just, you know, continues to be the beginning to the end for the Seahawks. I've said that before, though, right? Um, so, yeah, man, listen, uh, the NFL season is heating up. But the second most an anticipated team I'm, I'm thinking about are the uh, the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Such an intriguing move because they've now gone with the young stud at quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, right, the, the, the first-round pick. This is a a bold move, man. It's a bold move. Yeah. Um, because oh, that's what I'm looking for, Matt Flynn. That's what I was looking for. Go ahead, though. Matt effing Flynn. <laughs> Boy, he stole, he stole the wolf ticket. Right. Dude. But go ahead, though. Man. But, yeah, yeah, that's real talk. Um, sort of like 
Charlie Whitehurst. Yeah, but, no, no, no. It was the same thing. But I was like, man, where the, yeah, he goes, Matt Flynn's ass. But go ahead. Right, right. So, yeah, so, you know, the bottom line is that, um, you know, when I'm looking at these the Seahawks um, and I'm looking at that division, right, um, that's a very difficult division uh, that, you know, coming up, man, that, that what's that, that NFC West they're in? Um, so I'm looking forward to watching the Chiefs and, and the new transformation, if you will, because you're going from conservative quarterback kind of, you know what I mean, West Coast kind of run a little bit to more of a, a, a predominant pocket passer. And Mahomes has some athleticism, but on the NFL level, he's probably not going to be, you know, out here scrambling, if you will. You get me? Right. Um. So, well, again, and, and to the Chiefs are going to look differently offensively. The Chiefs are going to look like we've never seen this before. I thought it was interesting move. it out like that. Or in a while, should I say before. I thought it was an interesting move because, like you said, they it wasn't like they had a horrible season, right? Um, right. They went 10-6, and six, right? Um, yep. You know, and then now you look at like, okay, now we're going to bring in a rookie. For me, I always wonder how that's going to play in the locker room, right? Yep. Um, because you, you, like I said, you went 10 and 6. You had a solid year. Um, right. And now you're going to bring in a guy who's set for a year. I mean, I don't know. Listen, um, the big homie Patrick uh, Mahone, he could have been in there winning guys over the whole season. I don't know. You dig what I mean? Yep. But yep. it's always something to see, right? Like a guy like Kelsey who got a lot of balls, right, over the last couple of years. What if all of a sudden he's not getting balls? You dig? Um, I, you know, it, it's just always different because you, it's going to obviously be a learning curve. Um, I think Mahomes obviously brings uh, – and listen, first of all, let me back up. Because, you know, when you're a white quarterback, apparently you have zero athleticism, right? Right. But they had – listen, bro, they, they had some athleticism at quarterback. You know, he wasn't the. It wasn't like he was a fucking stiff. You feel Who? me? Huh? Who? Uh, my man that was the quarterback for the Chiefs last year. What's my man? I always forget his fucking name. Uh, the fuck is his name? Alex Smith. Yeah, he's not a fighter. People acting like he's just fucking stiff as a boy. He's not. I mean, he's not horrible. You dig what I'm saying? I mean, he got out of. Oh no, he's he's known as a running quarterback. Yeah, but I'm saying though, people always make people people always try to make the the distinction like, oh, now they got this guy because no 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 no. no. Listen, Patrick Mahomes is you know uh 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 us. Comparable, obviously, he's gonna be a little bit more athletic because he's younger, but he's comparable athletically. You know what I'm saying? To Alex, maybe it's not, he's not gonna be back there trying to look to make a bunch of moves. Uh, but it's just gonna be interesting how it plays. If you're in that locker room now, what do you think if you come out the first couple of games and you know, maybe he doesn't play good? You know what I mean? So, I don't know, we'll see. That That is gonna be interesting, though. That's gonna it's be just a big, it's a big deal because it, it's, I don't know if I've ever seen this type of quarterback in Andy Reid's system yet. Right, we saw Michael Vick. Obviously, we saw Donovan McNabb. He's always had mobile quarterbacks. The Alex Smith kind of guys. This is a totally different kind of quarterback. This is more of a pocket passer. Um, you know, a guy who has a, his arm is legit. But I will say this about Patrick Mahomes. Uh, you know, he obviously has an immense amount of talent. But at the same time, you know, man, I, we have yet to see a Texas Tech, uh, you know, player. A, a quarterback, right? We have yet to see a Texas Tech quarterback succeed in the NFL. I, I haven't seen it yet. So this is a huge deal. Not player, but just quarterback. We haven't, right. we haven't, I, I mean, and they always produce uh, quarterbacks statistically, yeah. but when it comes to 
It's kind of like Hawaii quarterbacks. Absolutely. It's a great system they run there in the Big 12. You know, they don't have the best defenses in the Big 12. Um, so it's going to be very interesting, man. So let's talk real quick. The Jets. Their number, they have the number th- – yeah, they got the number three pick now, right? Let's talk about how they got it, though. <laughs> how they hey, got they got the, the number, number three pick. pick. Um, you know, I, listen, I don't know. I, I haven't – I didn't know that people were that impressed with, with the guys that were up there because they're talking about the Browns, right, not maybe even getting a quarterback. So I'm thinking to myself, well, how talented <clears> – you know, who are they going after? Maybe it's a lineman. Uh, it's the Jets. I, listen, if I had to make a bet, I would think that they were going after Baker Mayfield since people are calling him Broadway God. Baker right now. My but I don't, I don't. Hey, I ain't got the information, right? I don't know. Maybe you know, it's the Jets, man. So you know, bro. Like listen, understand. At at some point, um, uh, you look and you say, hey, did they give up too much? <laughs> you feel me? And and. Um, Listen, the only for, for giving up that the only player they could possibly uh, be getting has to be a quarterback at this point, right? Like, there's no other option. You don't give up that type of shit to, <laughs> to, to, to not get a quarterback. You know, the the old rule of thumb on something like that was always if you were going to give that up, it was for a quarterback that pe- people pretty much thought was a quote unquote can't miss guy. And, no doubt. And no doubt. what they would be getting, in my opinion, would be a project at best. And, I mean, we've talked about it right here on People's Chat Radio before. Quarterback is the one position that if and when you miss on it, it basically sets your franchise back probably at least four years. Right. Because you 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 probably give it at least two years to try to make it work. Right? Yep. Then that third year, you probably fire the coaches and coordinators and shit. Then that fourth year, you're finally probably able to get out of that contract. And now you're draft. You know what I'm saying? So it just sets you back, bro. Right. Um, and and it sets them back. And they gave up a lot of potential assets because they gave up. I think uh, they they flipped first round picks, and then they gave up like some more picks. Then they gave up, like a second next year. It's just, I guess you know what I mean. But you got to be right. You got to be right. And it has to be a quarterback, I'm guessing, essentially. Um, but who was the last for, was, was it the Sanchez, the last franchise quarterback, they, they or, or alleged franchise quarterback? Marquis, no. Who was it? That hey, they no, up? it was it was your boy, uh, Geno Smith. Geno, West Virginia. Yeah, it was Geno. Geno um, Smith. You know? and, and again, how, that set them back about three, four years when they, when they yeah. failed with that, bro. Absolutely. And, and it's difficult to hit on quarterback, but if you don't believe in them, just build around that, right? Get you some line, get you some D-tackle. No, that, that's a hell of a point. And I think that's what's confusing to me, Cash, is I'm looking around, I'm like, okay, I don't see anybody. I mean, I watched the combine, and I watched Mel Kuyper and McShay want so badly to crown one of these quarterbacks, but the, the performances just wouldn't allow them to, to, to crown anybody. Right. And, you know, if they didn't crown them, because they'll crown anybody, they look okay. So I'm looking around, and I'm saying, okay, I'm saying, okay, listen, instead of jumping out there, just go ahead and build the rest of the team until you can figure it out. Maybe in free agency you find somebody out there. Maybe you do something for the meantime, but you, you make sure the rest of your team is stacked and ready to go. Right. But they're going about it the other way. So, you know, it's the Jets, though, man. So, you know. Right. It, it, listen, at the end of the day, they got Broadway Baker apparently in the draft, so you know, Broadway, Broadway Baker. God. Yeah. Goodness gracious! Yeah, 
Broadway baby. How about as, you, as, if, as if OU has a plethora of <laughs> like OU's most successful quarterback has been Sam Bradford, who can't stay healthy to save his life. He really could not. Couldn't even do it in college. But he signed. <laughs> but he signed multiple uh, big deals. He just signed another deal. Shout out to Sam Bradford. Got the complexion for the protection. Hey, that's all they need to see, man. What about you? What about your boys, the Raiders, man? Derek Carr, man. He last year he looked like he forgot how to play football. <laughs> I'm gonna assume it was the injury, right? Um, Derek Carr, bro, he was playing like an MVP prior to the injury, which is why I'm extremely interested to see how uh I'm extremely interested to see how Wentz bounces back from this injury. Listen, this is the biggest story in football to me. Carson Wentz. Yeah. We've never seen we've never seen a guy's backup come in, right? Right. <laughs> Win the Super Bowl and go back to the bench. Mm-hmm. And they talk about it not getting rid of Nick. And that lets me know they don't really they don't have the confidence that uh Carson Wentz is gonna be who he needs to be, right? Because I'm like, why wouldn't you just get rid of uh Nick Foles so you won't even have no question about anything right and instead you know they're like ah well you know we gotta you know i'm just listen it's a weird situation bro i'm telling you and i'll go back to the locker room again because again how does that play in the locker room i said it about kansas city how does this play in the locker room now all right because to to your point he was having mvp season before the the injury but we watched the backup come in in the playoffs when when super bowl man look like freaking prime joe montana right listen Listen, Carson Wentz, the only thing he can do is win a Super Bowl at this point. There's nothing else he's going to be able to do to top Nick Foles. Fact. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. Those are hashtag, hashtag facts only. Nothing that he can do to top Nick Foles. He can have great regular season record, all that shit. He got to win a Super Bowl, bro. He has to yeah. win a Super Bowl. It's a lot. Listen. This Carson Wentz story ain't going away. But this who is they a just, big they thing. Just, they look to be solid again defensively. Who did they just pick up somebody else on defense? Who they pick up? Uh, they just picked up. Uh, was it Bennett? Bennett? Yeah, there you go. Bennett. Yeah. Up Bennett. So yeah. I mean, they beefed up the D. Listen, the, the D was solid already. Um, Bennett seems like he can still play. What's up with your man Adamican Sue? He just got released, right? Yeah, they said Adamican looking to sign a big contract. You know what I'm saying? Oh. That's what they said. They said that Ndamukong looking to sign a big contract. And then your man Chucky picked up Jordy Nelson. Right. Um, I like Jordy. I've always I don't dislike Jordy. I don't Jordy. dislike Jordy. Um, um, but I I don't know why they got rid of Crabtree, who knows that offense. This is weird to me. Well, you know, hey, listen, man. You man, listen. It's a new sheriff in town. Well, an, an old sheriff who came back to town, and uh, you know. He want to get it. He want to listen. See, I love when this happens. Me personally, I love when the coach comes in and wants to like shake stuff up and like request this guy. Let me get that guy. I love that because when because I like to be able to 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 go directly to the source to either give the credit or to say, yeah, you know, you fucked up, right? You know what I'm saying? I like to be able to do that. Right. I, don't like, I don't like to have this whole thing where nobody knows who did that and he was a such and such guy and he was a such and such guy. No, 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 no. He went and got all of his guys. He's, he seems like he's trying to go get all of his guys. And we'll see yep, what man. happens. And we'll see what happens, man. Hey, listen, a lot of money being tossed around. Kirk Cousins uh, is slated to make about 28 to $30 million a year. I don't think it's in – hey, funny to me too. Uh, you know, um, 
Your thoughts on Kirk Cousins, man? I mean, that Kirk was Cousins. That, that was my thoughts on Kirk Cousins. Hey, Kirk, Kirk Cousins. <laughs> hey, does Kirk does Kirk Cousins get the Vikings any closer to winning the chip than Case Keenum did? <laughs> Hey, listen, you I'm did? not finna sit here and have a conversation with <laughs> you about no damn curve. You dig? Oh, man. <laughs> hey, listen, understand. You said he's making how much? $30 million? Yeah, guaranteed. So, so um, they just announced the other day um, uh, the reigning MVP um, and, 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 and World Series champion from the uh, Houston Astros, Altuve, just signed a deal, and he's making $30 million. Now I just told you he's the MVP and the World Series champion, and he's hey, making not? and he's making Kirk Cousins money. So there you go, man. Go ahead. Hey, why not? Hey, man. <laughs> Until Kirk Cousins can prove that he can't play, he's gonna keep making that kind of coin, man. So there you go, man. And other guys get franchised, but you know there you hey, go. Why, hey, why not? Yeah, no. And then you got your man Orlando Scandrick with America's team. He requested to be released. Um, why I have no clue. Um, but maybe he, th- hey, listen, going back to what I said at the beginning of the show, maybe he's betting on himself, man. Maybe Scandrick got a market out there for himself and he's gonna try to go out here and get this paper. I don't know. Hey, man, but listen, good luck to him out there, man. Bet on yourself. I ain't mad at you. I just yeah, hope you don't end up in, in NFL purgatory because listen, Dallas, Dallas is a market, especially when it comes to football. They baby their players, right? Um, they get a lot more notoriety than they should. Uh, they get a lot more sp- spotlight, right, than they should have at this point. So, you know, and these players yeah. are a lot more popular than they would be in other markets. Well, go look at a careful. guy like go look at a guy like Marion the Barbarian Barber. The um, guy made the Pro Bowl <laughs> and didn't rush for a thousand yards. <laughs> you feel me? Uh, Marion the Barbarian, and then he was out of the league in like two, two, three years, right after the name. Yeah, you know. But, so. but, but the uh, Cowboys help him get his money up, though. Yeah, I'm about to say, but the the Bears kissed the baby. They thought they had somebody. Well, yeah, that that's the thing. You know what I'm saying? That the Cowboys promote a guy so much, give him a cool nickname, and yeah, yeah, you think, oh shit, he got some shit with him. You pay him. Bro, I used to have to argue with people about this guy. And I was like, bro, he, the guy didn't rush a thousand yards. <laughs> so I know that, right? Hey, that was acting like he broke the touchdown record. Like, he didn't rush a thousand yards. Like, bro, if you ain't going to rush a thousand, you got to have like, you know, 20 plus touchdowns. You know what I'm saying? Hey, dog, it was Marion the Barbarian Barber. Marion Shout out to Marion Barber, man. Barbarian. Shout out to Mary. He he ran. Mary he did. He, hey, listen. He did Mary. run hard. I'll give him his credit. He ran extremely hard. So I, I, I'm not shitting on him for that. Yeah. But, yeah he man. ran hard for 960 yards. <laughs> you get me? Like you know what I'm saying? Like, bro, what are we talking about here? The brother didn't even rush for a thousand and became a Pro Bowl in the household name. That's the power of Dallas, though. Yeah. No. Real talk. Real talk. That's the power of Dallas. Real talk. I see your man's on the move again, dog. Your man, LeGarrette Blunt. Is it Blunt that's on the move? I believe I saw something where he's on the move again. He's Detroit. Like, yeah. Detroit. He's a gun for hire. Shout out to Marion. Shout out to Marion Barber. You dig? Yeah. He's a gun for hire. Le- 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 LeGarrette Blunt. LeGarrette Blunt. Le- sorry, yeah. sorry. LeGarrette hey, listen, Blunt. He's, he's on your mind too, dog. Marion yeah. the Barbarian. Nah, I'm just, thinking of, I'm just thinking of two guys who rush for about 900 yards. <laughs> uh, you know, like, 
No, but hey, shout out to 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 Laguerre Blunt because what he's done is actually flipped the game. He's um, resurrected his career. He's yeah, because you know career. people don't don't remember him like throwing hands and stuff like that anymore. Um, I like what he did because they kind of gave Bill Belichick the crown for him. All he did was leave, keep making moves, beat them in the Super Bowl, and now he's making moves again. So shout out to shout out to him, man. Shout right. out to him. Shout out. He won a Super Bowl, like you said, with the Patriots. Uh, you know, won a Super Bowl out here. I mean, listen, like you said, shout out to the big homie. Yeah, because I started hearing a lot of people started really saying that, hey, you know, look look what Bill Belichick has done for Garrett Blunt's career. Well, you know, he right. left him and he kept doing the same thing, you dig? So right. shout out to him for, for, for first of all, pe- people got to remember how big of a guy he is. That's a big dude, man. Right. You know he's what I mean? talented. Yeah, no, he's, he, talented he's, he's guy, always been man. talented. It was always with him a thing of, you know what I'm saying? Um, making Off sure his field, head, yeah. yeah, making sure his head. Hey, listen, man, I hate leaving, and, and I'm not going to end it. I mean, this ain't a horrible thing, but listen, man, I'm just going to shout this out because we got to get ready to get the hell up out of here, man. Um, listen, man, I hope everything works out for the for the homie, big baby. Um, I ain't gonna get too deep, but I just hope everything works out for the homie. Um, oh man, damn. Um, uh, Glenn, big baby Davis. He said that he's good. He said everything's straight. It's a misunderstanding. So I'm gonna take him at his word for right now. So shout out to big baby Davis. It's a misunderstanding. Hey, listen, man. He said, <laughs> he said that you know. Now let me say this: Is he? Did he say him and the cops had a misunderstanding? Meaning they they misunderstood that what what he was you know uh, equipped with was an actual cocaine. Like hey, what? Listen, we, man. Uh, alleged, what's the misunderstanding? Hey, listen. He didn't go into detail. He was eating. He was eating. He was eating at the time on on a private plane. Oh, okay. You dig? So you know he. Was oh, a, okay. He pulled a private train. Yeah, okay. he, was, he he was on a little private jet. You dig? Okay. He, he was eating some food, and uh, you know, he said that you know, there's some things going on right now, but he gonna have his day in court, and it's gonna all get worked out. So shout out to him, man. You dig? Shout out to the big homie Glenn, big baby Davis, man. Um, man, hey boy, I'm staying away from that shout out. That that shout, yeah. That's, <laughs> I'm like, hey, I'm not about to be questioned about my affiliation <laughs> with anybody. You dig? I got a real job, people. I can't be out here. I can't be out here giving people shout outs when they out here moving Ricky Ross type hey, weight. Allegedly, dig? allegedly, man. The homie said that it's a misunderstanding. Uh-huh. Hey, let me ask you this, man. Speaking of speaking of that, um. Okay. They got a new program out. I don't know if you saw this, but they got like one of these, you know, uh, uh, kind of like how they had the, like the OJ thing with the trial. They got something that they, 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 I believe, came out yesterday about Aaron Hernandez. I watched about two minutes and I had to turn it because I didn't realize how graphic they were going to get in terms of some of the footage that they were showing. Um, still one of the saddest cases, um, sports-related cases that I've seen in a while, that whole Aaron Hernandez thing. Uh, that'll be something that they'll continue to talk about just because of the way that he ended up uh, uh, ultimately passing away or, or whatever happened there. Um, but, man, when you start going, when they start talking about some of the details of that thing, it's just, it's all over the place. It's 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 a weird situation. You know what I'm saying? I, yeah. It's a weird situation. I'm bro. actually staying far, uh, as far away from that story as possible because, <laughs> no, nah, real talk. It's just a very weird story. The guy goes from being a killer to a guy who, you know, they're talking about he battled homosexuality. And, I'm, you know, I'm looking around like, yo, what the fuck is going on with this thing? Right. Bro, it's the, and listen, what gets lost is that, and this will always talk about history. And people don't, they're not going to talk about it now because we're so far removed. But Aaron Hernandez was so good that you, that Gronk probably wouldn't be a household name right now. 
had it not been for those events. Now he might have still been crowned locally, you know what I'm saying? Because of, you know, but yeah, that's facts. But Aaron Hernandez was the better tight end between the two. Aaron Hernandez I mean, he was, was an absolute monster at tight he's end. He's immensely talented. Um, but you know, he was a fucking psycho apparently, right? So, <laughs> you know, I you know, I don't, I don't I don't feel bad for him, but the story is just getting out of hand and a lot of times in this country well, we we create um, these stories become entertainment. So OJ right. Simpson shit, right? It's like, why the fuck are we still talking about OJ well, twenty five years later? And that's why I said I only watched about two minutes because I was like, okay, yeah. this thing is getting way too deep, and I'm probably gonna get yeah, out. Yeah, I'm of out. Now. Yeah, I had to get and, out. And, and and people, and the thing is, people, family members have been, you know, involved with his murders or whatever the case may be. So. You know, the, the fact that we trivialize these things always, it, it, it's it's crazy. It's crazy to see the links, uh, the links that we go to be entertained, should I say, right? Yeah, man. Like we talk about this OJ Simpson trial, like two people, one murder. Like, bro, two people got murdered, man. And we, but, but they're focused on OJ, the guy who was acquitted. Funny to me, too. Yeah, man. <laughs> Funny to me too, but I digress, man. Yeah, man. So Roy Mack, man, what are you looking forward to? The NCAA tournament is going on. The draft coming up. Obviously, the NFL making big moves. The NBA playoffs, you know, is coming to the home stretch. What storyline should Roy Mack lead the people with, man? Uh, NBA playoffs. Um, it's going to be the most intriguing thing. The the what happens most times in the NCAA tournament is that eventually it works itself out. You got some some upsets, some things that happen, but eventually it ends with like one of the it ends with like two of the powerhouse teams in the finals, right? That's typically what happens. So that uh, that's what it looks like it's going to end this year. Um, it'll be a fun ride getting there, but the NBA playoffs are going to be fun coming down to the to the stretch. First of all, let me say this: I guess Jimmy Harden is the MVP this year. Um, you guess, and I say you're, I you're guess, and okay. I say I guess, um, because you he, think it's by default. Well, I say I, I, I'm saying that because I think it's based on media attention. I think mm -hmm. the media, um, what the media does sometimes is because he had a good year last year, and he's having a uh, what seems to be a, at least an equal or better year this year. Well, you got to remember, he's been up, he's finished second the last two years yeah. in a row, I believe. And deservedly so, right? Right. Um, but, you know, they do this thing to where if you maintain a level of consistency, then they'll give it to you. I, I think it's some guys that are being overlooked for MVP. Um, I think Anthony Davis is being overlooked. Um, Dame Lillard is just, he's not even in the conversation, yeah, apparently. No, no one's had, no one's brought No one name cares. Up. Yeah, I'm like, y'all don't like yeah, shit no like this? Okay. I think DeMar DeRozan is having a hell of a year this year. Oh, um, man. Well, Toronto's number one yeah, but, in the East. But they want to talk about Kyrie Irving more than they talk about DeMar DeRozan yeah, and Kyle Lowry. So, and that's why I don't believe in Toronto. Yeah. <laughs> so, But, no, no, I'm with you. So, uh, you know, I, I think the NBA playoffs are going to be very intriguing this year. The West is going to be good. Um, you'll get no sympathy from me whatsoever for the uh, for the Warriors. Um, no, and, and you know we'll we'll see what happens. So I'm looking forward to the to the uh, to the NBA playoffs, man. I think we're only like like a dozen games away, something like that, from the from the from the end of the regular season, which I can't wait for the regular season to end. And let's go ahead and get to the to the real deal. You dig? So Demar Derozan is basically giving you those Kyrie Irving numbers 
right? It's 23.7 a game. Basically, 24 points a game, five rebounds. I mean, four rebounds, five assists. Those are Kyrie Irving numbers. You get me? No one right. cares, though. No one cares. Right. It's a, you know, because, you know, it, it doesn't fit the narrative. You did? Nope. And that's the thing about, about the NBA more than anything is that because it's it's – with basketball, man, you got you got guys who can uh, one player can just you know change the course of things, and so uh, uh, what happens is they have a narrative that they're pushing, and right now the narrative is is James Harden. So James Harden is averaging thirty points a game. So listen, I'm not shitting on him. Here's the no. issue, though, right? Here's the issue. Let me give you but the Roy Mack. Hold on, Roy Mack. Yeah, because, no doubt. See, whenever you say a guy like James Harden, maybe uh, Mason not may not be the MVP, right? Right. Well, who would you have? Well, I think that you have to take a strong look again at Anthony Davis, who's averaging mm-hmm. 28, and tw- uh, 28 and 11. Right. right? Um, Where are they seeded? Where are they seeded right now? Fifth? Well, see, when I look at when I always look at the MVP, I never have an issue. So you don't the, care about the seed? No. But, well, because, I mean, fuck, he's doing everything he can, apparently. Right. Well, see, now Roy Mack, now Roy Mack, see, Roy wants to change the entire. No, no. I want it to be the most valuable player. I don't want it to be the best team. So you could be whatever seed. It don't matter. Well, we're, are we voting on the best team or the most valuable player? Well, see, here's the thing. Whenever we talk about these MVP awards, we always throw in the fact that you have to be winning. No, no, not we. They throw that in. So go ahead. Well, yeah, yeah, that's their criteria. Well, well, my point is, is that you're not arguing MVP as much as you're actually arguing the criteria. You get me? You get me? You're basically saying they need to change the way the MVP is voted. Well, but I, I don't know. When I they, actually agree with you. But I don't know when they put that criteria in, though, that we had to also take into account what playoff position they were, that they were in. Because I can make an argument that without, you take Anthony Davis, because they already lost Boogie Cousins. You take Anthony Davis away, <laughs> and they're trying to get a lottery pick. Hey, the problem with that is that you can say the exact same thing about the Cavaliers. And you would get no hey, hey, and that's why some people say that LeBron James technically should finish top three no matter what every single season. And I would agree with that. <laughs> I would agree. I'm not disagreeing with that. Right, right. Because he, okay. he has the numbers to back it up. Um, yeah. But you hey, got, yeah, hey, yeah, man. Because yeah. you got Anthony Davis, who you always talk about the West is super tough, and it is. He's averaging 28 yeah. a game. I got I got Anthony in my top five. You ain't got you ain't got yeah. a priest of me, young fella. Even, even, I got Anthony Davis in my top five. Even um even a guy like Yantis top five top five top five <laughs> even a guy like Yantis Antetokounmpo is 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 now he cooled off he was having a crazy year to start the season he's right. cooled off um but he's still averaging twenty seven a game you know what I'm saying and almost double digit rebounds cooling uh, off at twenty seven right, right he cooled off and he's averaging twenty seven a game so you know and 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 I think Damian Lillard um deserves some more respect and that's a guy who to your earlier point, has, you know, a surprise, in my opinion, a surprise three seed, right? He's averaging yeah. 27 a points a game. Shocking. Yeah, and has shocking. his team and has Portland at a three seed um, in the West that everybody always talks about, right? So I, I think he would deserve some more props. But it's going to be James Harden. He's averaging 30 points and uh, eight, nine rebounds. I mean, sorry, eight, nine assists. Um, so it's going to be him because apparently nobody cares that LeBron's averaging 27 and nine. He's not even getting mentioned. Um, so, you know, it is what it is. I'm not saying that he shouldn't win it. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I'm not going to be opposed of it. I just think that it's already kind of a foregone conclusion. You know what I mean? Right. 
But, you know, right. I, again, I got Anthony Davis, who's averaging 28 points, 11 rebounds, and he's also leading the league in block shots. But, again, nobody gives a shit. So, you know, whatever. Nope. nope. <laughs> so, I mean, know, whatever, man. See, my, M- my MVP and my, uh, my accolades always go to expectation, right? Here's what I mean. What is the expectation of that team? Are they exceeding or falling short of that expectation? Okay. Uh, the, the fact that the Pelicans are even in the playoffs, right? You've exceeded. You're the Pelicans in the West, and you're in the playoffs. Right. You get me? No, no, I'm with you. Um, that's how I look at individual success as well as teams. Like, So the Rockets, at this point, they should at the least get to the Western Conference Finals. No it's and or buts about it. Anything short of that is a failed season. The Warriors should at the least get to the Western Conference Finals. With all these injuries, I don't give a damn. Nobody cares two, three years ago when everyone else was injured. <laughs> Nobody gives a damn if you're injured or not. Just go look at the Memphis Grizzlies. When they had a real legitimate chance at contending for a Western Conference championship, they got, they got injured. Tony Allen went down. Um, uh, Mike Conley Jr. went down. It was just an unfortunate series of events. Um, and, you know, the rest is history. So the point is, is that ain't nobody going to feel sorry for you for being injured. It is what it is. Kevin Durant, you the one that wanted to go to Golden State, make it happen. The NBA, the playoffs, super exciting time, March Madness, and now obviously the NFL draft coming coming around. Um, no doubt this, what, March through April is probably the most exciting time in this country in sports. What say you, Roy Matt? No, I'm with you on that. I think, I think this time is a great time. You got, if you're a baseball fan, there's in spring training. If you're a football mm-hmm. fan, they getting ready to, to get rolling over there. Um, if you're a basketball fan, you got March Madness and you got the NBA playoffs coming up. So it's yeah, this is a this is a beautiful time right now, man. This is a beautiful time. Um, like I said, I can't wait for these NBA playoffs. Um, right. Because the playoffs, it just changed. Listen, we we spent about 30 minutes on it. The playoff, it, it, it changes the way that the game is played when you get to a playoff series. And right. so that that 30 points that James Harden, Harden averaging 30, 31 points. That goes out of the window now, right? Now we got to see what you do in these playoffs. You dig? So we'll see, man. We'll see. It's going to be interesting to see where everybody finishes mm-hmm. um, in terms of position. I think positioning is going to be very important because if, if, if you're in that first seed uh, in the West, you can potentially avoid some bullshit, right, that you don't necessarily have to mess with. Right. Um, but uh, again, a lot of it's going to be based on seeding. Um, you know, if you're if you're in that second seed, potentially you might have to go through a lot more than you would have at that one seed. You dig what I'm saying? So we'll see what happens, though, man. But, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to these playoffs. I'm looking forward to these uh, to these awards. I think James Harden wins the MVP. Um, I still yeah. think Ben Simmons is the rookie of the year, although. Mitchell over there in Utah made a uh, a late charge. He's going to lead all rookies right. in scoring. He's averaging 20 a game. So he's going to lead all rookies in scoring. Um, but I would still give it to Ben Simmons with a 16, 8, and 8. You know what I mean? I don't know why people don't like that. but And, you know, it's funny because people were actually trying to make fun of him because they were saying, uh, me and you talked about this. I think somebody's made, made somebody posted a comment that Dwight Howard has made more threes than Ben Simmons has this year. And I think yeah, I don't think he even took so many. I think Ben Simmons only taking like five or six threes all year, something silly. And I would tell them this: Well, here's the deal, bro. 
people talked shit about LeBron James for years about settling. Me and you call it bailout threes, right? When LeBron yeah, takes those LeBron, no LeBron bailout. Yeah, don't take those bailout threes. Listen, I want my guy who is six foot ten. I want him attacking and getting to the fucking cup. That's what I want. I don't want fucking uh, uh, Ben Simmons jacking up a bunch of threes. Now, when that comes in his game later, all right, cool. The fact that he can get to the cup and finish and distribute, listen, I don't give a damn about all that. Y'all can shoot threes. Listen, he's averaging 16 right now a game without shooting threes. So, you know, I'm cool with, 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 with uh, where he's at. If that's the one thing that he has to develop in his game and everything else is good, well, fuck. <laughs> you dig? Right. I'm good with this. So, yeah, man, it's interesting right now. So we'll see what happens, man. Let's just see. We'll see. We'll see what's popping out here, man. It's a good run right now. It's a, it's great right now in sports, man. It's real good right now in sports, man. So we'll see. We'll see who's, who, who wants to go to the White House or who doesn't want to go. Because somebody came out and said <laughs> – somebody came out and said that um, – if the Rockets win, that uh, who came? Who said that? I think it was Ted Cruz. The politician Ted Cruz said that if the Rockets win, he's confident that the Rockets will accept the invitation to the White House. So hilarious, but we'll see. Hey man, listen, man. Uh, it's all about capitalism and patriotism, man. I'm not gonna sit here, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, and, and, and let you pretend like people aren't ecstatic about getting up to this White House to see their commander in chief. Hey man, but. But so, Roy Mack, at the end of the day, end of the day, do do you have the Rockets beating the Warriors Woo! to get to the finals? Woo! That's a hell of a question. Um, I don't know. I don't want you to answer that now. Let's start. Let's watch the playoffs for a bit, oh, and then I want to see what you see. You well, did, and that's going to be I important. I want to see what you see. Yeah, yeah. I want to yeah. see what you see in these playoffs because I think the Rockets will win past that first round. But I think when things start to matter. That, I really want to see Chris Paul and James Harden in pressure situations, man. I really do. And Mike D'Antoni. This is going to be one of the, the most anticipated playoffs NBA uh, that I've anticipated in a while because of the parity, because of the injury. You know what I mean? Very interesting. Hey, in the, to quote the late, great Ali Moe from And One fame, third, fourth quarter, <laughs> is it in you? Bro, is it in you? <laughs> well, we going to see. And we gon' see, yeah, man. All right, man. That's it, man. People shan't radio, man. Yeah, damn it, y'all got. If if y'all wanted the big show, goddamn it, y'all got it today. I don't want him no more <laughs> shit, dog. Y'all can let this motherfucker ride. You can listen to this shit all day at work on Monday. If hey, you want man, to, man, listen to it on the way to work, on the way to back from work. Listen to it while you're working out. Hop in the shower, listen to it, cook some dinner. By that time, you'll be finished with this episode of PCR. That's how we giving it to y'all, man. We out of here, man. People champ. I holla. <laughs> Cash out.